Once they take the ayahuasca, there should be a great gazoo sighting. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the Creative of the Town podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. He propositioned me, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is another little guy who's a little nervous. It's Mark. I did. I did proposition him. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched a doozy. We watched 2016's The Triangle, which is one of like eight different movies called The Triangle. So we'll pin down exactly which one we watched. Probably not the one you're thinking of, listener. Uh, But that was a Jake pick. And we'll dive into the myriad reasons why Jake picked that. Uh, Myriad. (laughs) And when we do, hey, we're going to spoil the absolute shit out of that movie. And uh, I'll give you a warning. It matters a lot for The Triangle. It does. Uh, That's one. You all, I'm almost certain you haven't heard of it right now. And... It matters a lot to be spoiled, so before, if you're listening to this and you have any desire to see the movie, go watch it. It's a big deal here. But wait, hold on. We've put them in a quandary here, because we said that we would tell them specifically which one it was later, but we've also told them to stop listening. So, damn it. Okay. (laughs) It is the one from 2016, wherein three documentarians venture into Montana. It is free on Amazon Prime. It has six or seven different directors, I think. Uh, that is correct. Uh, it also, it is available in two different versions on Amazon. From what I can tell, they are the same version. One of them is free. One of them you pay for. So you choose which one you want, I guess. Yeah, go for that. Yeah. Either way, uh, we will dive into that soon. And hey, if you like what we do and want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror, A-T-O-Z horror. Support the show at your level of choosing. Get some cool perks for your troubles. For example, later in the show, we're out of movies to watch right now in terms of our list. So we'll be doing another draft of upcoming movies. And the patrons at a particular level got to pick a movie for us to watch. So thank you, patrons. And I do just want to say thank you, everybody who does support the show. Like, it it, it does mean a lot to us this is a lot of fun for us but it's also a lot of work it does mean a lot that like people go out there and actually do support us that's a pretty cool thing and supporting equals just listening yeah to be honest. i mean that's also super helpful too yes right but i do want to especially thank the patrons here so hey if you can't swing that right now or just don't want to like jake mentioned we do appreciate you just being here and listening to us that's awesome too but boys yes Ooh. Ooh. it's time to go to the- <laughs> well, uh, he's champing at the bit it's, it's time to do the getting drunk part. Yeah. So let's score. Let's do beers for fears. Yeah. Hey, Mark. So excited. I'm very excited. Oh. What are your beers for the 2016 I, movie? The I, I really wish we had that whole exchange on video because like you got so excited that you forgot completely what you were about to say. A hundred percent. Yep. Um, I went Whoa. with a very particular uh, theme for my beers this week. I have two. So the first off, I have. Fuck uh, you. I have. Hey. Ichthyosaur, Icky IPA. This is a there's a fossil on the front of this thing of a big ass uh, dinosaur fossil, for obvious reasons that I don't. Whoa, think we're spoilers! Get, yeah, we're not going to get too far into that one there. But um, so that's the that's an ichthyosaur. It's an aquatic dinosaur. Not quite right. So my second one is gonna gonna close that gap a little bit. I'm drinking a. This is a beer from Level Crossing. This is a relatively new brewery here in uh, Salt Lake City. Level I'm drinking Crossing. a Soul Rex Double IPA. And if you look at the label on this guy, uh, it is a T Rex playing a saxophone. 
I think it's a stand-up bass. I'm sorry, but, uh, a T-Rex playing a stand-up bass. The other one has close, a saxophone Close. They're on. pretty close to the same <laughs> instrument. <laughs> sorry, they have another one that has a saxophone on it. Don't, whatever. Oh, okay. It's been sure a long week. Sure uh, so here we have a T-Rex making sounds with, uh, you know, musical instruments and stuff. This one would probably be, like, a little bit of a lower tone than what is experienced in this movie, but... So you have a dinosaur theme. Dinosaur theme. Yes. Dinosaur theme. Cool. Now, Jake, yeah. I also have two beers. I know you're not happy about that. I see you have one beer. Do you want to go third or do you want to go right now? I'll go ahead and go two. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go second and I'll go ahead and say that do I have two up. beers. So um, I had to do a cellar poll this week. You'll, Jack noticed that I had like a wine cork in my beer bottle when I came over. Um, I yanked a beer that I've had in my cellar for a few years now out and I couldn't get out of the house without... Woo! Oh, without Billy. giving some of it to the uh, the A to Z fiance, but this is a barbarian beer from 2017. It's called Ragnarok. For those who watched the movie, this takes place in a place that they call Ragnarok. Yep. So I had to pull this one tonight. I'm pretty excited to see how this held up over three years. It's like a nine percent red sour aged on peaches. So we'll see how it Fuck does. God damn you, hipster! Uh, and. You know, I, I brought some, like, background beer to share with Jack and have <laughs> yeah. fun. I brought some Montucky cold snacks because it felt thematic for the movie. It takes place in Montana. This compound is in Montana. Uh, so I got some horses in the back, <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> you're doing a little Nas X thing. Yeah, what you know, you're doing. whatever. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Jake, I like it. You know, it's a pretty good effort, especially because you personally have been storing that beer. What do you call it? Barreling, celering, celering, celering. Okay, yes. barreling. Yeah, you've been celerying that I have beer. A beer cellar. I'm a hipster. He's barreling toward his cellar. <laughs> it, absolutely. I go quickly when I go down there. It's so full of spiders. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I also put on a down jacket regardless of season. Jesus. <laughs> I, like I mentioned, also got two beers here. I'll say this, Jake. I went to a place. It's not the Albertsons. It's not the co-op. It's not a gas station around us. I went to an actual beer place to get both of these beers. Wow, I know where you went. Yeah. Cool. I think you do. Uh, first off. I've never seen this one. Yeah. I haven't either. Uh, yeah. I got a, a beer. Um, I don't actually. I think the brewery is Emerald Triangle. It's a pale ale, and it says Emerald Triangle on it. No. The logo's a triangle. Uh, and uh, this movie is takes place on a triangle. It's called The Triangle. In the in on. on it's like a triangle lifted Both off the in ground and on. yeah i think you refer to it as being in the triangle it's really cool Whatever. yeah either way and what do you do once you get in or on that triangle jake <laughs> you remove all your clothes and you sit in the sun and be a hippie so i also got a naked sunbather nut brown ale by the Mad hey, man they work hard we they do hard i th- this is gonna be a hard one for the listeners to decide <laughs> <laughs> These are all like objectively perfect. Maybe yeah. <laughs> they could just, you know, they could work together so none of us. Well, then we all lose. Then we all lose. Yeah, don't. That's what they try to do anyway. Hmm. Um, I'll, I'll put in a fourth option that just says everybody gets a pass this week. There you go. That's a fun <laughs> one. So I think the one that I'd never seen before, Jack, is by a brewery called Eel River, actually. Okay. I think the beer itself is called Emerald Trail. You know what? I do now see an Eel River Brewing Company. Don't know where they're from. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, I can all. tell you they're from Humboldt County, California. So. Okay, great. Uh, Mad Swede Naked Sunbather, Great American Beer Fest gold medal winner this year. Yes, The best indeed. nut brown beer in the world by their consideration. I was advised by the woman working the counter at Hops and Bottles where I got this mm-hmm. about that fact. I didn't know it myself, but, well, uh, you know. How specific are they with their, is there a nut brown ale and a brown ale category? I, I think the cat, I'm not a hipster. I think the <laughs> well, category. That's that, I disagree with that. But. You knew it had a gold medal winner at a beer festival off the I top think of your that, fucking Yeah, I would also just like to, re- to just revisit wow, wow, the earlier wow. part of this conversation wow. where you pulled a beer that was three years old out of your cellar. 
<laughs> I'm drinking Montucky cold snacks too, though. So you know, I root around in my cellar. I might be able to find a case of Rainier Appar- that's been there for a year or so. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, they can't keep Montucky cold snacks on the shelves right now in the Bay Area, and that's hilarious to me. Anyway, I think the category that that beer won is actually called just American brown ale. I think they have multiple types of brown ale, though. There's like 165 categories. Wow. Jesus. Not to like dis- not to like fucking take away from a victory. Yeah. Water down. I mean, there's thousands of like beers and breweries and stuff. It's big. Yeah. Like I think that they won one that had like 60 entrants, which is low, but still. It's not like winning the JT Power and Associates, whatever horse shit awards they exist, only to give out awards. No. Yeah. No. Um, all right, boys. Now, Hi. ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we talk about what else has been rocking our horror worlds, and boy, am I excited about that. I got some good stuff this time, but oh, I can't I even like, talk about it right here because Why, we got Jack? to do the horror release roundup. Okay. Except double twist. Oh, God. Before the horror release roundup, we do have to give a special shout out to one thing that's been rocking all of our collective horror worlds. Whoop, whoop. It's more like our happy worlds. Yeah, absolutely. But horror. We've talked about this podcast before. We've appeared on this podcast before. Not Mm -hmm. this one that we're on right now, but this one I'm about (laughs) to talk about. I've appeared on this podcast before. This is all very difficult for me, Jake. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Nightmare Junkhead. They're great. Jake, tell me about this. Uh, Well, Jack, they do a thing every March. I would say it's like more than just March because it's a hell of an effort for them that they call into the mouth of March madness that's correct yep is that what they No. that's that's exactly what it's is called. it yeah because it's like into the mouth of madness, of madness march, march madness, madness with yeah. bracketology and yep. basketball and all that shit i think this is their fourth or fifth year doing it fourth they've been year. doing it for a while it's a, it's a lot of work and they do exactly what it sounds like they put horror movies down and bracket the hell out of it and it's a hell of a lot of fun yeah and the theme is typically ago. like movies that came out in years ending in the whatever so year. we're in a zero this year right each quadrant of the bracket is, so in this case, it's 2020, so the first quadrant will be 2010, then yep. 2000, then 1990, then 1980. Um, yep. So the last yeah. 40 years of horror, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, man, I, this show is always good to listen to, but mm-hmm. particularly during the end of the mouth of March Madness, it's so fucking choice. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to have a lot of great guests on there talking with them. You should listen to them anyway. Guests but... such as? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You kind of buried the lead a little bit, didn't <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be on their show. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. We're going to talk about movies that will be named later. Yeah, In a absolutely. year that it will be named later, I suppose. Also true. Also true. So go check them out. Listen to all of their stuff, but especially the end of the mouth of March madness stuff. Yes. Check us out. Coming up on there soon. But now it's time to talk about the horror release round. Wow. Whew. Big it's twist. A lot, a lot of twists in this it's thing, a lot Jake. To it's okay. Up. We're, we're only brain. 10 minutes in. We're doing great. Holy shit. Good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for us. Uh, all right. Now, the horror release roundup is ordinarily on the is where uh, we collect all the horror movies that are coming out over the course of the next month. This one being March of 2020 over at our website, a to z horror.com, a to z horror with a hyphen. Uh, we'll kick you a link to uh, like an embedded trailer and some thoughts about each and every single movie we could find. But here on the podcast, we're just going to hit you with the top one, a bottom one, a dark horse pick, and whatever the fuck else we feel like is typically how we do it. I thought you were going to twist me again. No, no other twist. Could not handle another twist. I'm out of twists. Good. I couldn't handle another twist either. Uh, Jake. You see me struggle. You can see me struggling, and you're going to call me like that? I can see you looking at Mark when I said it. What do you want? I want to know where you want to start. Where do you want to start? Top one, bottom one, dark horse? What are you feeling? Short list this month, huh? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, Um, let's talk about that. Not a lot of bangers. Not a lot of movies. Yeah, I think we have 10 on the list. One of the lowest we've ever seen. 10-ish. March is Uh, almost always gearing up for... 
you know, we're just gearing up for the pre-summer. Yeah, it, it's like post the dumping grounds that are like January and February for studios, yeah. but pre like big names. So yeah. Yeah. that's not to say that it's bereft of talent. Like there's stuff here. Definitely true. Definitely true. Uh, let's start in the middle. Why not? Right? Why not? All right, Jake. What's your dark horse pick for March? I'm gonna go with Beneath Us. So this is a movie about I don't know where they live. They live in the American South. Okay. And it's oh yeah. Some or California was- or something. Yeah, or Cal. Well, that's kind of the American. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. The <laughs> South. The American Southwest, to be clear. There you go. And there are some waspy white people, and the message of this movie is basic. This is a movie with something to say, right? Yeah, like yeah. there is a lot of like class and immigration and stuff going on here that. I think there is definitely an area for this in horror, and if you treat it correctly, it could be great. And I, another area, like let's not beat around the bush. Like there, this is a movie that has they to deal with like, the horrors, Hispanic people, and make yeah, them build houses. This, this, yeah. this has to deal with the horrors of being Latino racism. in this current day yeah. and age, yeah. and racism and everything about that. Right? That could be done, and there is a gap there. And I think that there's underrepresentation of really any group that's not just white people. So this is one of those groups, but. Based on the trailer and what I see, especially the acting from the lead female, I don't expect this to live up to anything that I would hope for from a movie with that sort of message. Yeah, she, she looks a little... way, though. I'm not going to... Like, it's just a trailer. She looks a little OTT, as the kids are saying. OTT, huh? Yeah. I'm too old to understand what Over the means. top, buddy. Too OTT. Yeah, for sure. Too OTT. I thought for you sure. were referencing, are you down with OPP? <laughs> yeah, you know me. Okay. Cool. That's, That's where I thought speed. you were going. That's more our speed. <laughs> that is more our speed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good pick. I mean, it's it's one that looked kind of interesting, but also looks like a film that it's isn't like, without its flaws. It's like the most literal dark horse in a way. Like I want there there is something interesting and in that I want to succeed there, but I don't think that it will. Yeah, probably not. So we'll see. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Mark, do you want to go next? I I got one I want to talk about a little bit here, so I'll go if you don't want to. I got it. I got it cocked, locked, and ready to rock. I'm going with Ooh. uncaged. Uh, so this is something that's actually been around. I think this came oh. out in like 2015 or something. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in here. That was my pick too. Okay. <laughs> um, this is a Norwegian movie or something. Um, from Northern Europe somewhere. Ambiguous. I don't know. Um, but it's basically about a, a killer lion that escapes the local zoo and goes on a fucking rampage. It's getting. Um, they finally sold the the distribution rights to for media for digital media whatever so it's getting an american release and like wider distribution now and now let me ask you this mark yeah the title of the trailer at least on the video that we linked says it's called prey yep is that is that in the when it got like american distribution they had to change the name because you talked about a movie called prey last week um i did and that was a different thing i uh i don't know specifically when it got rebranded you see this relatively frequently right i mean if you'll recall the last uh what was it called borderlands versus the final prayer that's another good example of one that we've reviewed on right, this right. podcast. It's February, just, the Black Coat's Daughter. Right, exactly. Things just get rebranded from time to time. So, yes, it's it's called Uncaged Officially. If you punch that into IMDb, it comes up. Um, I believe it can also be called Prey, but if you punch that into IMDb, there's about 700 movies called that. So probably a good That's move on That's why you don't do it. Yep. Um, this looks goofy and fun and hilarious, and I kind of just hope that I can see it. The only reason it's in Dark Horse is because... <laughs> I have no idea what the actual level of quality here might be. It might be more on the Sharknado level. Yeah, Mark, you kind of nailed it. Like this, this movie looks funny. There, they, there are a couple of scenes in here that look like they're edited really well, really good quips with action immediately preceding them. But that might just be the editing of the trailer. This could be like the two scenes like that in the movie. Also, there's a lot of things that could contribute to this not being great. But it does look good. 
Yeah, and I got to tell you, I've never seen. A, I don't. I can't think of another movie about a rampaging lion through a city. Yeah, it's just not typically something that's like horror fodder. Lions are kind of, I don't know, majestic or cuddly. Yeah, or kings. That too. Yeah. Which is goes along with majestic, I think you'll find. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Regal. Yeah, Jake, let's, uh, Mark, I don't have too much else to add. You nailed it. It's a good, it's the best Dark Horse pick, frankly. Uh-huh. I agree. Uh, yeah. Jake, let's go, uh, let's go down south. What let's looks down south. shitty to you? What's your bottom one pick? Yeah, uh, I did the dark red for this one. Okay. Fits into the category of being a bit forgettable. Okay. Very much so. Fits into I've the- forgotten it, yeah, so help well, me out see? here. Fits into the category of being, I don't know, like action horde that doesn't appear to be doing anything particularly nuanced or new outside of the fact that the trailer kind of tries to paint it into two different categories. The yep. first half of this trailer is more or less psychological. The second half is pretty much definitively action horror, and it's bridged by like the weirdest poll quote that I've ever seen. Okay. So the quote is that this movie deserved more or less. This movie deserves to be much more than a cult classic. So this <laughs> escalates beyond what we all hate, where it's like, this movie, like, bound to be a cult classic, commentating on something being a cult classic means that it's bad usually. It's like a specific type of bad. Yeah. But (laughs) saying that something deserves to be more than a cult classic, like let's unpack what the fuck before it comes out. (laughs) What does that, that it deserves to be more than a cult, like what are you saying? It deserves to be a decent movie that people watch. That it should be good? Like what? (laughs) Just say that it's good. (laughs) I don't get it. Uh, That should be be the real pull pull quote. It's good. Like, that's, honestly, that's kind of what they're saying, <laughs> but they aren't saying it. They're doing it the most convoluted possible way because people's ears perk up when you say cult classic. So for that alone, I'm getting at my bottom one. <laughs> Actually, it's not that alone. It's also super forgettable. Yeah, I completely forgot about it until you reminded me of what just happened there. Mark, how about you? I am going with Hunter's Moon. Ooh, sure. wow. Okay, well then we're going to have a discussion. So oh. yeah, I might I oh. might I might dislike this pick in the future. There's there's a chance, there's an outside chance that this does pull a dark horse maneuver and actually turns out to be like incredibly fun cuz so it, it's this very frenetic trailer. It has werewolves, it has serial killers, it has other criminals who are just breaking into a house and seemingly yeah, either sexually cast. assaulting people or just there to rob them. We're not really sure. Yes. And then there is one of the most confusing insertions of the House of the Rising Sun cover. Yeah. Um, yep. That yeah, like like a soft uh, coffee house lady uh, vibe cover of a uh, House of the Rising Sun. Yeah. I am uh, the the thing that is going to damn this movie to be terrible that I think is very well telegraphed in the trailer is how unfocused it is. This movie is going sure. to be this going this movie is going to give people ADD. What? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it feels like to me. Like it's just it's it's frenetic and it's unfocused and I don't think there there could be a thread here of like there's crazy shit happening and also there's a werewolf and now everybody has to come together to fight against the external evil or whatever, but I just don't mm. know if it's going to be tight enough to actually pull that theme off. I also think there's going to be a twist in this, so I'll, I'll get it, but I'll get so it. Don't, just get one it. twist, you think? Uh, yeah, just one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, I'll get into that here in a minute, because I, I spoiler alert about you. what I picked for I a top I cannot believe yep. you. Yup. <laughs> for my bottom one, I picked a little film called Becoming. Yep. Um, look, this is a movie, it's, it's what, the couple on a road trip, and then... There's a monster that be- possesses the husband, I think. This is a very... This trailer is 
I couldn't tell nothing. what was going it says on. Nothing. Yeah, he. Well, I mean, Alex becomes evil Alex and then starts to kill his wife. I think. Uh, I've. I kind of recognize the actor who plays the husband. He does not appear to be doing a particularly great job in this film, based on uh-huh. what I've seen in the trailer. And the concept isn't novel. Like, just nothing about this is doing anything exciting. And there's some weird scenes where you can like see the tracking of a shot as the camera moves across like you can see the frames and like digital artifacting it's just not good i was Uh, very pleased by the fact that it was a sub two minute trailer yeah that was good that's a good feature but it doesn't make the movie look any better (laughs) i was (laughs) i was on the hunt for which of these would be the bottom one and revisiting basic each of these three trailers um and the reason i becoming was probably what I went in thinking it was going to be before I rewatched all of them. And it actually has some pretty creepy shit going for it. I don't know how well, how good of a job the uh, lead actors will do, but I, they do enough like nonverbal acting, at least in the trailer of pretty creepy imagery. The one that stuck out, stuck out to me was the shaving cream face. Uh, the, oh yeah. Yeah. That's decent. This is, this is low budget and they do the most stereotypical low budget horror movie thing ever where they just overlay effects onto somebody's eyes to show that they're turning into a ghost or whatever the fuck. But I, I don't know for a movie of that caliber. I felt like this one had actually a little bit of promise. Well, I hope I'm wrong and I hope you're right, Mark. I hope it is, does end up being pretty good. Yeah. But it is what I picked as my dark horse. Let's do it. What are we most excited about uh, for March of 2020, Jake? <laughs> I went with The Hunt. Yeah, so did I. I went with Blumhouse. I'm I'm just riding with Blumhouse. And the wildest cast. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> I'm okay with it. It's not as weird as the cast of my film. Yeah, they're both kind of weird. I think this one will work better than yours. Say the cast. Say the movie. Talk about it. I said it's The Hunt. I mean, Mark, let's tag team it, dude. Okay. Like this is a this is a movie. This is right up Mark's alley. I just think that this is a little bit of a down month, so it entertains me, and that's basically as good as I'm gonna get. Yeah. Okay. This is rich people. They say in the movie, liberal elites. They call them the liberal elites. Love hunting it. Love that take. People. Potentially, but yes, hunting, hunting, hunting people, people for sports. Yes. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe twists. Maybe twists. <laughs> okay, I so we've already we've already stopped talking about the cast without actually mentioning anyone on the cast. So I'll start. Emma Roberts, Glenn Howerton, Glenn Howerton. Yep. yeah, Ethan Suppley of of uh, Remember the Titans fame. <laughs> He's in Fuck it. Yeah, it's weird. Ike Barinholtz is in it. Uh, Macon Blair, who you'll remember from Green Room and Murder Party. He's in it. Um, I can't remember the. Uh, I think that's all that I can come up with right Mark, now. But correct me if I'm wrong here. You have an unnatural affinity for emma roberts i think i wouldn't say it's unnatural i say it's exactly the right <laughs> amount of natural you you like her very much i do i mean she's she's stupendous and i love her in scream queens she's fantastic in black coat's daughter um i mean she's a, a stellar actress i love it it's great and I, she's there also kind of in that same vein as like anya taylor joy where for whatever reason like they're exceptional actresses but also they just kind of decide to do horror which i very much appreciate that's a cool thing. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Anything that's, else to say about this movie, boys? Not really. I mean... It looks good, and it looks funny, and it looks it's, fun. Yeah, I think that at minimum, it's going to be entertaining, but not particularly memorable, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, I can deal with movies like that. That's cool. Yeah. No, absolutely. I picked Hunter's Moon as my top one. Okay. Uh, because... Because <laughs> a lot of reasons. Because why? Uh, I mean, none of none of the none of the big ones grabbed me. Right, so yeah. the hunt didn't like super grab me. It looks, it looks pretty, like you said, entertaining. Yeah. Uh, there's also we should mention a quiet place too coming out in March. 
Uh, let's talk. Let's give that one its own little. Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute here. Yeah. But I didn't pick that either. Uh, none of us did. None of us did. <laughs> and then here's a little film where you're, you're opening on Tom Jane, Sean Patrick Flannery, and Katrina Bowden, and then Jay Moore rolls into the picture. What a weird fucking thing this it's is. One of the most bizarre casts I've ever heard of in my whole life. It's very '90s. Very, very '90s. Katrina Bowden's a little later in the 90s, dude. Yeah, definitely. Jay Moore and Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh, those two are hard 90s. I <laughs> yeah, won't disagree exactly. with that. And yeah. Tom Jane didn't really get famous until Hung, right? I don't know much. Yeah, about, I think he got famous I can't in Hung. on that one. Uh, but either way, look, it looks like a ton of fun, this film. It's like, first off, the family, uh, the main one is Katrina Bowden of the family, defending herself from the invaders, and then all of them get attacked by a werewolf. Yep. I'm secretly harboring a theory that Katrina Bowden's a werewolf. Fine. Um, cool. And I think that seems fun too. So it looks like a ton of fun. I picked this movie. Nothing else was super exciting me. I picked this as a There are like two things that would, ha- well, one of them has already happened by virtue of like, okay, for me to watch this, it's going to be at least based in part on the fact that she's a smoke show. Unquestionably. That So that exists. And then if you watch it and tell me that you liked it, I will watch it. Sounds good. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I was, I was drawing a Venn diagram in my mind. <laughs> Turns out there it didn't. You don't need one. Yeah, Jack. So I, I think that is my top one. I would just like to point out that Tom Jane starred in 1999's Deep Blue Sea, which was objectively the height of his career. Boom, 90s. Deep Blue Sea. Yep. Nice. That's very solid. Yep. Got it. Absolutely. Should we talk about a quiet place too? Let's we talk about it. On? I am not excited for this movie. I don't know. I'm more excited now than I was before watching the trailer. I mean, it doesn't look bad. No, I, that's looks, that's the thing. Is it it's good. I good. fucking love the first movie. I, I gave it. It was the y- movie of the year last year when it came out, and there's just no way yeah. that it lives up to the to the the skill of its predecessor. No, I mean the concept is a little bit less interesting, right? We know more about what's going on. We've lost that mystery. We've lost the figuring it out. We've lost John Krasinski's performance, which is a good part of it. Not to take anything away from he's in the uh, trailers. There's flashbacks. There are definitely flashbacks, but uh, uh, not to take anything away from Emily Blunt. Yes, yeah, Emily Blunt's performance. Hers, hers was also great, but yeah, totally. wasn't like why I loved that first one as much. But I just. You have a good cast in this one, too. They absolutely do. I Look, I'll, I'll watch anything with Walton Goggins in it. Uh, and Cillian Murphy. Yeah. Oh, shit. I meant to say Cillian Murphy. Also true. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know he was in that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, we'll go along the ride. We'll, we'll go along with you for the ride, but uh, you're going to have to be the one who says that Walton Goggins is in this. They're both skinny weirdos. <laughs> it tracks. Accurate. You are correct. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, that, that surprised me because I really keep myself in the dark as much as possible and i'm i don't know i'm down i'll watch this movie for sure yeah i just don't know what it's gonna end up being and also at this point like if you haven't set up like the loudest possible like sound force field around yourself that's the thing the first one had a tremendous number of logic plot holes like that right that kind of ruined it well and i just like live near that fucking waterfall if they can't hear you right exactly now you've figured all that out in the second you know their weakness (laughs) what is their weakness we really got to review that movie at some point it's gonna be really really yeah upsetting if they haven't solved that problem a little bit it's also the novelty's worn off right yeah just blast like like Blast just, like, Slayer noise. Yeah, just blast noise music. There have also been, like, three different movies about not making sounds uh, that came out af- immediately after that, so... I'd say you whatever. can tell it was a good movie. It created some shockwaves, and now we have that weird other movie that, about the bats that can 
whatever swoop through your car that you watched jack the silence yeah the wombats, the wombats. <laughs> uh it's uh those, those were genuinely like parallel creation though that was like a deep impact armageddon situation totally yeah, i don't know it took him another eight months to make that movie deep impact way better than armageddon <laughs> well strong take know. Interesting. Not a, I mean, normal. Take. Jake also prefers ants to a bug's life, so you know that's, he's got a lot is, of that dumb is ideas. not true. That's a fucking <laughs> terrible garbage. You're, do not disparage me. Hey, how about we move on to the feature presentation? Fine. I like ants better than a bug's life. <laughs> Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2016's The Triangle. Now, Jake, you've been champing at the bit to talk about why you picked this movie. Oh, have I? It happens every year of the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> every year. Why'd you pick it? Well, there's two reasons. One, because I wanted to watch it. Well, I guess there's three reasons. One, I wanted to watch it again. I'd seen this once. Okay. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, two, we haven't done like a tiny movie, I would say, in a while. And it's been a minute. Yes. At least at the point when we were like drafting all of our movies and I'd already selected this and I remember thinking this was worth it the first time that I watched and it. So it's super like, low it. budget. Super. I mean, this is a tiny movie. Yeah. So I wanted to throw that in there because I don't think we do enough of those. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> whenever we go to the Idaho Horror Film Festival, yes, one of its one of their partners is the Montana Film Commission, which was a part of this movie's production. There is a member of the Montana Film Commission who we've hung out with multiple times. Yeah, he can be a fun guy, he cool guy. Like, yeah, he likes the drink. Uh, he <laughs> is doesn't? convinced. That I am, I don't know who, but one of the people who was involved in the creation of this movie. I was going to ask like, you, are you supposed to be one of the dudes who are in this movie or one of the other people? Because you don't, I don't know. You kind of vaguely look like Rizzo, I suppose. No, I, I'm pretty sure that, I'm, Mark, I'm pretty sure that all the creators of this movie are in this movie. I don't think there's anyone involved in the writing, there's no direction, or production that isn't an that's, actor. That's also. A, I think that's accurate. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who he would think that I am. Because I don't feel like I look like anyone, even remotely. <laughs> you you kind of look like like Rizzo's right hand man, right? The one, who the they, one who, who invites them, their actual friend who like passes out. No, 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 no. The guy who, when they pull up, is standing under the wind chimes, like off in the that distance. That dude's way too tan. He's in the movie a lot. No, no, none of this. I'm <laughs> oh. like the palest person on the planet. The, the blonde guy? No, no, God. The Mark, guy, you're all turned around. I'm all, I, all. Well, this is. We'll probably get to this later, but this is another movie where they keep introducing characters throughout the entire thing. I don't know anyone's name except it's Rizzo. It's so hard to keep it's track not, of Yeah, anyone. Rizzo's the only one that matters. I think there's a woman named Lala. Lili? That's Okay, we'll, we'll get into all that. So, Jake, yeah, those are the reasons you picked it. Those are. Yeah. Those You'd are, seen it, it before. How did you find out about it the first time? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, when did you? Did you watch it like when it came out? I remember you having talked about watching this. Years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, this was one of the early podcast episodes when we were still doing Cutting Room. And yeah. you mentioned it. I think you primarily brought it up because there's a scene in the intro road uh, road trip oh, segment yeah. that shows the like North Fork of the Payette River, and you were like, "Hey, I've been there." Yeah, they they clearly sh like they drove from L.A. to Montana, and they drove through a sequence of road that we drive frequently. So they, yeah. that's in the movie, which yeah. is weird because that's not how you get from L.A. to Montana. But oh, uh, you'd be uh, yeah, I don't know. They probably it is if you want to fish along the way. Yeah, I mean, maybe they yeah. had a buddy. Maybe they wanted to stay in McCall. I don't know. Maybe one of them had a house there. Fucking knows, dude. Fucking California. Man, I love that opening montage. God, I want to start talking about this movie. But before I do, Jake, you picked this movie. Yeah. You're going to have to do this with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds around the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. 
Some dudes in LA get a letter, a postcard from their friend who they haven't seen for years from up in Montana, and he says that they need he needs their help. So they decide to go and be uh, to his aid. They're filmmakers, and they decide they're going to make a documentary. This whole thing. They get up to Montana. There's a cult-ish air quotes on a compound, and they just go and document and see everything that they're going to see. Uh, for a while, that's kind of all this is, and you're waiting for the turn. Eventually, you see why, and there's this really weird cave there that there is a T-Rex skull in, and apparently... Time! Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, going leisurely. Do, 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 do. There's not a lot to see here. Okay, I'm going to finish, right? Yeah, finish. Uh, apparently then, a yeah, lot. And then describing the end of it becomes incredibly difficult and probably takes <laughs> yeah, yeah. seconds in its own right. Yeah, you're right. Damn, that one sneaks up on you. Uh, well, I, also, you, I mean, temporally, you describe 95% of the movie. Yeah, but that's... And, all, and then the part that takes 30 seconds is the last 5%. Uh, in this cave, there's a T-Rex skull, and like a significant portion of these people had... They came together, like a lot of them met at Burning Man some years back, and they all like discovered each other because they'd had a very similar dream. And they were like, we don't know what this means, but like let's be together, and that's the type of people that'll do that anyway. But basically... What's happening is they've been digging in this cave. They've uncovered the T-Rex skull. It's releasing this ridiculous noise. And they're We're going to talk about that fucking they're noise. They're all starting to get sick because of it. And eventually what ends up happening is these people just go full-on catatonic, strip their clothes, walk into the cave, and disappear in a flash of light. End of movie. End of movie. That's it. Like abduction style. You don't know what happens to the documentarians. It's very open-ended yeah well i mean the documentarians are fine just like some of the people no because yes. this is this is put together like found footage like it's not mm. from the documentarians it right? goes kind of docudrama at the end but they're like they are not we're gonna get into it but yeah, i don't okay. perceive them as being at risk just like the people who weren't the dreamers were not either. at risk yeah it's very never, clear they never got the dreamers are i don't like either which is why it's very confusing to me that we don't get any kind of ending from them we'll we'll uh, get yeah that's we'll a, get into that's it. a weird piece yeah, yeah. we'll get into it uh okay what in the fuck subgenres of horror does this fit into except found footage? Because I'm taking that one. I had a smaller pause this week, so I could take it. Like, I'm not sure there's any others. I don't know if it's a subgenre or sub subgenre, but I mean this is a this is a mockumentary. Yeah, it is. It's a yeah, mock documentary. That's like if you a will. sub sub of found footage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is this an aliens we meet in the middle movie? We don't know. Yeah. This <laughs> is fully ambiguous. That should be that should be a subgenre. Um, um, we should mention probably cult. All oh, this doesn't yeah, yeah, actually yeah. turn out to be like a normal cult movie, but it's a cult movie. Yeah. I, I think a substantial amount of just sort of the grittiness of this is based around sort of the. I mean, most of the movie is based on it being a cult, right? Or you're yeah. not being sure whether or not it's a dangerous cult, right? Or just generally like you just feel unwelcome because you're in this group of other people who are, have their own way of life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is all like cult stuff. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. All that's right. It. I think that's it. Wildfires. Yeah. This movie features wildfires, and those are. I scary. got a lot to say about the wildfires in this movie. Is a this lot is this kind? No, it's not people getting fucked with in the woods. No, it doesn't. <laughs> people that we people getting fucked allow- with in the brushlands. <laughs> we cannot in, allow that in the no. foothills. For, no, it's not that style. It's not done in that way. That would disparage what that is. Yeah, they're not really getting fucked with. They're getting yeah. like fucked up in the head and and also off hallucinogenic tea why not what does the movie do right jake i think that this movie is very believable one percent to go with like an overarching thing that we can dissect a little bit the thing that struck me when i first first watched this movie knowing how small it was 
was and this is eight this is like movies that are this small that do it right and then we end up talking about like years later or we are now doing a podcast about it are obviously done in a way where it's like we're gonna like give these people the scenario and then let them just like go and do their own thing you don't have a script the just go and like live and operate and we're going to document it and so they do it in a believable way and then therefore you get guess what believable output and all accounts are they went out to the desert they built this compound they lived there for three weeks and they paid actors to come out there and told them very little it's kind of shocking how that works with all these movies i mean spoiler alert for my feelings on this movie but like when you get something that feels believable it's because what you put in is actually i don't know authentic to the what you're hoping to get could not agree anymore that's exactly what i had written down first bullet point authenticity that's what this movie has in spades and it hits you with the authenticity early right the montage of them driving from california to montana is great the multiple crashes that they see turned over vehicles the turned over horse all that shit is like unsettling (laughs) and you know they didn't have the budget to like flip over an rv they just actually drove and saw those things it's really it's crazy and but then also so fun when they're like sitting on the dam watching a sunset in the background drinking beers like during that montage yeah it hits so, you with the authenticity so, immediately well it's so normal yeah oh. and you i mean they eventually get to eastern montana where this is happening and like this it doesn't feel the setup nothing about this feels like a stretch at all like there are compounds in montana i guarantee it there's something like oh this. yeah this little small scale thing where people are living off the grid who go to burning man and shit 100 percent that exists hundo p buddy yeah there's no chance that it doesn't so it ends up being like a very small like you don't even have to take a leap there's no leap to take but and also even, the even even the barkeep the like the, the quick time they're in winnet or whatever the name of the town is and they're just at this yeah. bar they talk to the two patrons there one is the actual like owner maybe of the establishment and she's like this super right wing like i'm not going to tell you how old i am because who are you are you the fbi or cia yeah. type person and the other part the other lady who's just sitting there having a beer is being all cagey too like just because you have a camera, we don't trust you. That's stuff. a real small town bar. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, that that's feels what they, right to me. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Obama, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. And, it, I mean, it, it permeates the whole movie. Even the compound they build, right? Those structures they build. You've never seen a movie where, like, that's the compound a, a cult is living on. Like, those weird, you know, like, emergency foam duct tape kind of structures. Yurts, because they're inexpensive and would be something that would actually Ex- work. Exactly yeah. how you'd build it. Yeah. Yes. But you've never yes. seen anything like that. It's Yeah. And I think it's, it's like, I mean, just fire to, keep, to keep, like, piling on, like, the mundane <laughs> no. aspects of this documentary... Kind, they they lead they lend to that authenticity too, like the dude having to like burn out and dig out the shitter trough. Like that's how that works. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's how you operate a latrine. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. There's a there's just a a buried in deep in the body of what this movie is, an amount of care that was given to it that pays off big time. Yeah, and you, I mean, you can't talk about all this authenticity without also talking about the performances, right? Like, yeah. a lot of the actors weren't told a lot about what's actually going on here, but they also still do a great job just, like, being this kind of weird cult. Playing. And so, yeah, exactly. So sure. much of what works about this movie is, for the first half of the movie, the, the, the conflict is there's, I mean, half the compound that doesn't want the documentarians there, right? That's hostile to them. That's making them feel uncomfortable and weird. And so sure. there's, like, strife in that way. And that all comes across fantastically. Like, where he opens up the gate and he's like, what's going on in here? And she's like, please don't film in here. And he's like, okay. Like, sorry. I'm just... Sorry. She's like, get out. 
It's, yeah. It work, It all works really well. It feels really natural, and it's edited together in a way that works. Like there's there's enough. People, we invited you here, so let's let's talk to you. But then enough, like some people don't like it, and I think it's really well interspersed. Put, to, like, put keep a pin you interested. in put a pin in the editing for just a second because that is something that should absolutely be highlighted about this movie because it's a masterclass. But yes. we talked about this back, I think, on the um, Blair Witch Project. Like, yeah, the acting's good, but it's almost at the point where it's not acting because, like you're saying. They're just they're given exactly the information that their their character knows. They're sort of role playing their character, but then literally all they're doing is reacting. It's not it's not like yeah. they know what's going to happen. So everything does come off genuine and authentic, as we've now said hundreds of times. But the the strongest part of the acting for me isn't after the twist, right? Isn't after you feel like what's happening. The strongest part of the acting for me is in those initial parts with the the guy talking about the broccoli and like how climate change is fucking with this broccoli is like yeah. one of the most believable things. And I have to know think that guy that like he was expecting to do that kind of acting. That guy, yeah, that guy, well, that's the thing. That guy might have already just been there. <laughs> <laughs> but to that end, yeah, it it feels very uh, germane. Like these people. Are, well, yeah, they're doing a good job fitting into the roles that they've been given. And from what yeah, it I mean, seems like, they're all, if you go to the IMDb page, they're all listed as himself, herself, whatever. So yeah. they're all just sort of doing their own thing. I I think they probably found some of these people like at Burning Man. There's probably some oh, truth yeah. to that story. I mean, there's a reason they knew how to build these like realistic looking shelters that you probably haven't seen before. Yep. And knew how to burn out latrines. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but another part of that authenticity is ooh are you going to talk about like the the animosity between people cuz i did want to uh, you touched on it earlier and i don't know yeah, if we yeah. gave it its full thing so it's not what i was going to say but i'm interested in it okay the animosity is so well ca- like there's the directly there's the stuff they directly mention even just on their drive into the camp where yeah. they're like hey just so you know some of these people aren't going to like you whatever just be nice we'll be nice back um but they do a lot of the cross cutting of like these sideways glances and like you said, the the person you stick your head into their tent, and they're like, "Get get out of here! I don't want you in here." That she says it nicely, but it's like as nicely as possible. Get the fuck out! Yeah, like an awkward. Exactly. Yeah. This movie does an exceptional job of capturing that feeling that you have when you're like the new guy in town, and it feels like everyone else out there doesn't like you. There's not a lot of scare in this movie, but that part is resoundingly uncomfortable. Yeah. A hundred percent. And they also do a good job of building animosity within the group too, right? Because even within the group, there's the one guy who everybody hates the most of the cameramen and then the other two. And then one of the cameramen is just like fully accepting this lifestyle and on board for it. Well, one of them, one of them has like had past experiences in this sort of life. I think he was like the, closest with whatever his, no, we don't know the names listener we with don't whatever their main names. friend We're gonna is get that into that. went and like started living with these people he was the closest friend and they had some past experiences at burning man whatever he knew a lot of these people so like he it was more it was kind of like a weird homecoming of sorts for him even though he'd yeah. never been to this particular physical location you're talking about yeah. the bald guy right no no so i think no, it's the so, bald guy who's the one who's I thought it was the curly-haired no. guy who's shirtless yeah. for most of the thing that had the experience. The bald guy's oh. the guy who like accepts this lifestyle and becomes a part of them. Right, exactly. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So the the other guy who's well, shirtless for the entire thing and it's one of the first people to collapse. He's the one who's already here who invites his friends up and then the no, friends no. are the interlopers. Okay. Let me run through this really quickly, Mark. okay? <laughs> Let me run through this really quickly. There's it's so the dude hard. 
There's the dude who's been here who's a little rotund and feather in his hair. Wear a shirt. He lives here. His dark hair, hair, is hair. Like over here. Right? Yeah, feather, dark hair, Kay. asymmetrical. That dude lives here. He's lived here for a few years. There's the dude that I was just talking about, which is the closest one with him, at least by my estimation. And he has a past with these people. He's the one who's like sort of blondish and looks the most like a McPoyle. Curly blonde hair. Look, he does look like a yeah. McPoyle. He There's looks like the Jimmy camera Simpson. guy who is the dude who they he, he his job is to be the one that you think is going to be like. He's going to catch the ire of everybody and probably get murdered. And he's going to be the sacrifice. They hate him. Yeah, he's going to be the sacrifice, right? And And they do hate him. He's the the mechanism towards the why are you still filming sort of found footage part of this movie, right? And actually, I think in terms of character arcs go, his is the most interesting. Yeah. Because near the end, like actually near like the acid trip, that was where the, the, it was more of a flip, a switch flip. Um, (laughs) A flip flip switch. switch, uh, He actually became like fairly strong. But then there's the bald guy who, from the start, was just like, I'm diving in, I love this. Yeah, this is fantastic. And then there's the dude who has the curly hair you really never see who's the sound guy. Exactly. Yeah, you never see him. And then there's all the people who live there. But the guy, the the uptight guy who they all hate at first, they do a really interesting thing with him where they do these kind of like dual parallel shots where earlier on when people are like fainting and shit, he's filming and everybody gets so mad at him for filming. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop filming. And even his own crew, right? It was like, they told you to stop filming. Fucking stop filming. But then later on, when shit's hitting the fan, it's the bald dude that's like still just constantly filming, and he's you see his cameras to his side. He's running in to help people. He's like fully trying. So like they're building his arc through these little interesting parallel moments like that. It's really cool. They do a really good job with that. Yeah, it is interesting to talk about the we we kind of talked about the us versus them mechanics a little bit, and I also appreciate that now we're getting into the individual character arcs of the four people who are the them in this scenario. Yeah. It's hard to talk about movies that have no antagonist. Definitely. Yeah. This movie definitely doesn't have an antagonist. So it, the, you get well, these like you, it might be Rizzo stories. for a while. Well, okay. I mean, sorta. I you can get into this point if you want, but I think that you're 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 dangerously close to one of the other what the movie does right for me. So So we're in that category. Go ahead and just start talking about I can <laughs> I can step on your toes here. I, yeah. I think that this movie does a really the thing that caught me about it my first viewing and really what brought me back to it to see how it hit me a second time was that this takes what you see with a cult movie and it goes in a wildly different direction. Because what you're saying about how there's really no antagonist, like, you're waiting for this fucking nerd who wants them to sign the release (laughs) papers to get sacrificed. You're waiting for some shit to hit the fan. And shit hits the fan, but it does it in the most unpredictable way (laughs) you could ever hope for. And I love it for that. I love it for that. Yeah. That's all great. There are no antagonists. These people are just out here trying to, like, live their lives, man. There's also a schism in the, like, commune. Right? Half the people are there because they had the dream and they know about the skull. I, it's not really a schism, though. They're still all, like, fr- like they're, they're all still there's there. There's no animosity. But they're split, like, too, right? Half of them yeah. know about it and yes. are there because the other half are just there. Yeah. yeah there <laughs> isn't enough time for there to be animosity because by the time that it's revealed that they've been keeping a secret from them, oh, it's too everyone's dying. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, it, it's one of those things where if this movie had an, a, another act to it, that would have been what it was where everybody who was out on the joke was like, what the fuck, Rizzo? What are you doing? But yeah. they'd probably just leave. Like I, th- again, with how believable these characters are, I don't think that this would turn into like a cult murdering thing. I think they would no. just bail. Yeah, and they, like, I'm they, leaving. They, this that's is not what, what happens, I was told. Right? They try to bail. Yeah, the people are like, "That's in their fucking heads. They're weirdos." Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. 
And what's unclear about- to me is whether or not the people, all the people who try and bail and fail are the ones who didn't have the dream or did have the dream or whatever. Definitely they, the the pregnant they, woman and her protector did not have the dream. They were definitely in the did not have the dream collective. And they did come back, though, right? Like they Yeah, they couldn't make it collapse. out either. Okay, so there is actually yeah. an element of danger to everyone involved in the compound, not just the ones who had a dream. Well, I mean, yes. they're way out there. It hurts the cam- it hurts the camera guys, too, right? Even though they're initially, like, they they initially don't collapse in the same way the people who had the dream did, but that sound does fuck with them, and they do start to get sick. Well, I mean, the sound fucked with me, too, so that's just, that might just be I weren't going to talk about that fucking sound. (laughs) Uh, I want to mention here, the character of Rizzo is awesome. Like, he is, it's not just like a neat pick. He is what the movie does right. He's charismatic. He's funny. He's welcoming he seems like he would be a leader he's threatening at times he's like especially during the scene i'm thinking when he's fishing and he's trying to have like a heart to heart with the nerd guy he's like man let's just like we don't we don't want to dislike each other so don't give me that shit like let's just do this okay we're gonna move forward we're gonna be buds I he's just like a little like bit people. more of an imposing figure yeah he but he's, he's he's a little bit he's threatening he's also yeah. kind of weirdly a dick in that scene too oh yeah he intros his whole thing of just like you don't fucking know me so stop pretending like you know me i want to be your friend but yeah. Stop making and, assumptions, dude. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm not I'm not assuming I know you. And he's like, well, so just no fucking don't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it's weirdly yeah. aggressive. It's a very, but, like, uniquely Jersey take. He's dominating like aspect of his character. Yeah, I love totally. everything about his character. I, the, at the start, you don't really, he doesn't, per, I, at the very start, I could not tell where he was from, but then it becomes very evident. And very it's quickly. Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I want to bring it back real quick because I feel like we're getting to the end of Does Right and I punted on this earlier and I don't want to get out of this category without talking about it, but the editing in this movie is a fucking master class of editing. Apparently they took their damn sweet time on three years together. So that is evident. Couple Um, of things to jump in here with. I want to I want to just add cinematography to this while we're talking about it, because that goes along with the editing. Both work super, super well. Sure. But also this was edited. In a in the same room where they shot Starry Eyes, yeah, this and apparently like fact. they couldn't open some doors while they were filming Starry Eyes because they were editing this movie. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, weird, weird sliding doors situation going on right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, if you take a step back and you think about it, like there are two cameras running at basically all times, usually more, and they're seamlessly telling the story of an entire compound that has thirty-ish people on it plus these four interlopers. So at the chaos scenes and where they jump in with the with the split screen stuff, which we kind of talked about a couple of weeks ago on Carrie about how weird and atypical that is and then all of a sudden whatever, now we're reviewing another one that has split screen. It's like it'd be one thing to show what a single camera is seeing, but the chaos is multiplicative when you start cutting in all of the other like random shit that's happening and you have all this dark space juxtaposed with what is already happening in the middle of the night in complete darkness. So it's just filling in like the literal space of your screen with snapshots of an absolutely like terrifying cacophony of an evening. And I, I, I just love the way they put it together. Like it, it visually in an abstract way, it augments the chaos of what is happening in the camp it's fucking great no absolutely yeah and, and mark like you said that 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 scene of the, the three shots right the three cameras put together 
they're not doing too much in each one, so you can't figure out what's going on. They're doing like just enough to keep it feeling really frenetic, but also you can definitely follow everything that's happening important in all of them. It's sort it's of fantastic. And yeah, they do a really. I mean, it's a good job on their part because there's almost always only one thing happening, even though there's two different split screens yeah. on screen. So you only yeah. have to watch the important one, but there's always just the other one there that's distracting. I initially had this written a little bit lower down in like the does metal does wrong category because I was like, this is too much. I can't handle it. What is going on? And I realized like, that's exactly what they're going for. They want me to be like freaking the fuck out. There's what weird sounds happening. happening. People are running around. Everyone's sick and like have a minor panic attack. That's exactly what they wanted to do. And they used editing in this case to like execute that plan to perfection. It worked. 100%. Yeah. And and along with that, I mean, I think the cinematography in this is really good. These are people who are very mindful of the camera, even though they're trying to do like a cinema verite style filming, like what a documentarian would be filming. Mm -hmm. They're really careful to also frame things, which is really hard to do and like get really interesting, not just the like set camera vistas, but like when they're doing interviews with someone, sometimes it'll be like a sweeping cool silhouette of the hill in the background or oh, yeah. uh, when they're in the cave, right? Looking up and you see just something out of the corner of your fucking eye. They're really careful to do all that kind of stuff too. That's all really hard to do. And I think they do a great job. Really small point on that, that I just want to expound on a little bit. They have great B roll in this movie. <laughs> It's oh, such yeah. a minor thing and probably so easy to do in like rural Montana because everything you can look at is fucking beautiful. But like they do a really good job of locating the place that they're in and kind of reminding them not only how far away from society you are, but just like how beautiful the land is. But they, they also tie all the B-roll into something that happened in the movie, right? Like out here, a mouse will come and take all your fucking food away. And then the B-roll is of a mouse taking some food away like 20 yeah. minutes later. It's or like really as, cool. they're, as they're coming in and they're walking past all the weird skeletons on the ground and they're like, oh, man, what is going on around here? <laughs> yeah. No, it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely great. I mean, but that's also what will happen when you're on site living. When you your did shoot, it. When you Living your it. shoot for yeah. a few weeks. Yeah. Like you're going to get a shitload of B-roll. Absolutely. And then it'll take you three years to edit. Yeah, I don't, okay. that's what the, they find the B-roll that ties into like something. I'm sure that's not why about. it took them three years to edit. That's a part of it. Yeah, I don't know close. if you guys stayed for the after the credits scene, but didn't know there was one. There is a well, so hold on to your butts. There is a very very <laughs> minor after credits scene, and it's nothing of importance. But I find it is that it's an interesting choice. It's just about ten seconds of B-roll of those those orange or red flags. And it's yep. just like a close-up of, of a flagpole with those things kind of like lightly blowing in the wind, like the camp is deserted. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and that's sort of like a great... It's that it's a microcosm of what this movie does really well. Like, it's a visual storytelling that yeah. kind of just puts a pin in stuff. I couldn't take my eyes on it. off the credits. They were very um, bombastic. It was kind of jarring, actually. The names are big. The to the credits. Well, and they had like weird... There were weird transitions, too. I was very pleased to be done watching this movie uh, okay. after it was over. <laughs> just, just for silence. I, just for silence. Yes! <laughs> just so I can fucking stop it. Okay, let's talk about what the movie. Having a meltdown. Oh Jack's having a God. meltdown. Let's talk about what the middle. movie does middle. And, and here's what I'll say the movie does middle. This this reminded me a lot of the Dan Merrick movie we watched recently for the Idaho Film Festival, Skyman, right? Uh, where Skyman. 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 Skyman where... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Uh, where they 
everything I, I like everything they do building this cult i like the transitions from you don't know whether or not half the cult's going to accept him you don't know what's going on right and and that pacing is all really really good but here the the payoff feels just not quite enough right you're watching a lot of nothing yep. and all that's really really good build up and usually like my favorite movies in the world pay that off kind of spectacularly or do something with it here it's just kind of like and then they're gone and then everybody, See, everybody's gone. I love <laughs> shit like that. So like, yeah. and and it's not even that it was unended, open ended for me. It's that like they didn't finish the arc of the documentarians. It's just like, yeah, that's it. I yeah. I had this all the way into what the movie does wrong. I think there are knocks that you can have with the story, and that's probably one of them. It's a choice to make this a finite snapshot, um, which is fine. But what you're saying right now is that it lacks resolution it lacks that closure that you want you and, want like a closing interview like a real world style interview with the three or four however many remaining documentarians there are of just like that was fucking weird well yeah especially <laughs> because they choose to put it together like the documentarians go to do this right they choose to put it together like found footage of somebody else who has put this together so that that's another but but to be clear the ending i think is something it does wrong not not completing the arc of the story tells is something it does wrong the pacing i think is what it does middle okay right the pacing yeah. of nothing 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 happens nothing happens nothing happens a lot happens in 25 seconds i mean See, a, I, a lot happens it, it's more than 25 seconds i think that the, yeah the pacing will come and go as you find the people to be interesting and that's what this movie really leverages. It's an interesting like group that you're diving into. And I think it's interesting that they really only interview the same people like once or twice it's, it's, outside it's, of Rizzo and like the main dudes. It's why it does middle for me because I was never like bored, right? There was never a point where I was like, this is taking too long. This part right here. I don't want to be watching this. I never thought that. Yeah. I mean, it does a fairly good job of engrossing you in those characters because it feels like a documentary but afterwards yeah. i did kind of feel like oh look why I did i watch that yeah, this is probably because of what we're talking about this is probably the best time to mention that like if you're not a fan of documentaries where you are stepping into the world of people regardless of what their lives are this might not be up your alley it's probably more up our alleys than some others ga- from what i'm gathering right now but it's uh it's ups our alley actually. it's ups our alley <laughs> ups but regardless like yeah i don't I don't think the pacing was particularly the issue. I think it was more in which it was the maybe it is pacing. I don't know where else you would put it, but like it does the same thing for a lot of the movie. And then I thought it was good. And I guess that's why I put it. I'm potting this in the same thing that I put in what it does right about how I love what it did with the cult thing and turned it on its head. Really? It took forever and you're waiting for the cult to become their cult. And then they don't. But I didn't ever dislike any of the experiences until after it was over. I was like, I didn't. Okay, if that was what happened, I didn't need that much the, of it in the movie. The, um, <laughs> but it would have been such a worse movie had they showed up and like literally day one was okay. Everybody's gone. They got eaten fully, by a fully agree. Full. That's why I, I. I don't know how to fix it, Mark. I, I certainly don't know how to fix it, <laughs> guys. We found this glowing crystal. It's weird. Everybody's sick. Uh, everybody's gone now. Cool. We did it. <laughs> hey. Ten minute long movie. <laughs> Let's have a cartoon alien. <laughs> God damn it, dude. God damn it. Oh, That's all I had in Dust Middle. What was the name of the cartoon alien from the Flintstones that they brought in for like the late seasons? Okay, Mark. You're talking about the Great Gazoo? Yeah, Great Gazoo, that one. Yeah, they needed this. They needed him in this movie. That's what crossed over into the Flintstones and Jetsons world. Uh-huh. Hmm. Yeah. Uh so that's what I that's my pitch for how to fix this movie cuz it is broken. The it second half more, of the movie is it the needs Great Gazoo. More great gazoo. 
Jesus Christ. Once they take the ayahuasca, there should be a great gazoo sighting. There absolutely should be a great gazoo sighting. <laughs> okay, let's keep it going. I don't have anything else on what the movie does middle. I don't either. Okay, we can that's move good. on. Talk about what wrong. it does wrong. The fucking tinnitus sound that is in this movie for half of the motherfucking movie. No, it wasn't. You were just complaining about 20. You can't have 25 seconds in middle and fucking half hour or 45 minutes now. What? Yeah, that's a good what? point. But but to Jack's point, um, time does stop as soon as that sound hits you. But And it's, it's throughout so much of the movie, and it mercifully goes away sometimes. Yeah. But it's there for tens of minutes at a time, and it was... Got to the point that it was unwatchable. The last for me. fifteen minutes of the movie had it. The first time, right after the hallucina- hallucination scene, yeah. when they start to go towards the cave, it starts. Yeah. When they're in the cave, it's going on. It stops when they wake up. But then every time something weird happens, it's there until it's there I have consistently, a and it made me. It ruined my next day. Mark, <laughs> Mark, do you do you share this? I had it. I had this more in the does middle category because, in the same vein as the the weird like split screen chaos editing yeah. stuff, it's like it has an impact. It has exactly. It has it, an incredible impact, but it is obnoxious. I like legitimately went through the the stages of grief with this thing. Oh my god! Yes, I was in denial. Like I don't even know if I'm hearing what I'm hearing, and then I tried bargaining, and then I got angry, and then after a while, it was acceptance. You know, I, I never like, fucking okay, accepted it. it, and and and. I have hold on before you move on though. I have a question for both of you. How did you watch this movie? I watched it three different ways because of this fucking sound. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I started I on my laptop with these headphones. I figured that was how you started. Headphones. So it, by that time, it was in your head. It was intolerable. It totally, it had it had cerebral bored into After your After that, I couldn't deal with it for okay. more than two minutes of it. That's a Turok. So reference. then I had to stop. I know. <laughs> so then I had to stop watching. Let my wife go to bed. Okay. And then resume watching on resume. my computer without headphones. Uh-huh. It was just as bad. Nice. So then I had to turn it on my big TV, and it was worse. It was the worst one somehow, just on like my TV. I think it had just gotten to you. I think you were rattled. I'm just, dude, I, think I have tinnitus you. anyway. It ruined my next day. <laughs> I think it rattled you, dude. I couldn't think. You had tinnitus. Oh, it, How'd you watch it, Mark? I watched it on my normal TV. It was You're, obnoxious, but okay. it didn't freak me and, out. like movies do use this sound and it's effective to be very disorienting and right after a grenade blast or or yeah, like this is like the saving private ryan happening sound. but this um, is for so long so i watched this hey jake how'd you watch it thanks for asking guys Don't i watched care, it was bad i watched it on my main setup and actually the first time that i watched it <laughs> was years ago and I did watch it on my computer, and I think I probably did not have headphones in just because of my living situation at the time, but on my laptop, you know. I don't remember it affecting me that much. What living situation could you have had where you weren't watching this on headphones? Like, what was that living situation? What do you mean? You said I was watching this without headphones on my laptop because that was my living situation. Yeah. You couldn't where afford headphones. your roommates want you to watch, want to hear everything oh, you're I watching? That, no, I think that, like, probably my roommate was, like, watching TV in, like, the main room, and I was, like just watching it in my room. I know what'll get him. I'll play this annoying sound and ruin his night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck him. Fuck him. Uh, and then this time I watched it on my big main setup with like surround sound and it was significantly more impactful. <laughs> Did you watch it with your lovely fiance? No. Oh, okay. Dang, don't don't know if this would have been her bag. Actually, it probably would have been more her bag. See, most. I feel like if I were you, if I had a, a fiancé who didn't like watching horror movies, I would try and sneak these ones in as much as possible that, like, are not your traditional horrors movies. Yeah, I should have done that. It's bad. It's bad on my part. Oh, well. <laughs> Next time, right? 
Um, but yeah, this is a, uh, it's certainly like the thing that this movie does and it has an impact, but it is hard. Also for a movie that could have been one of the most immersive movies I've ever seen. Having me try three different ways to watch it to see if the sound is any better is not helping the immersion. I don't think better. I think you're framing it incorrectly. I don't think better or worse is the way to do it. Well, I think to make impactful. me less, less jarred, murderous. <laughs> Fuck it. This is like it really this is, is it not, dude? It didn't bother me that much. I, I, I'm saying I couldn't do it. Like I had to so stop weird. and be like, I gotta wait two hours for my wife to go to bed. Try it on my computer. Okay, I gotta turn that off. I gotta wow. find it on the fucking wow. big TV, Roku. Wow, it was unbelievable. Like, I heard. Now it. that we're talking about it, I'm hearing it again. It's fucking <laughs> driving me insane. That's I hate so it. So crazy. Like I heard it, but like I kind of, I, I buried it. It didn't really. I might also like have significant brain damage. So that was, that was I also I actually, have tinnitus anyway. Yeah. Like, that was actually kind of part of it. I wanted to sneak this in like I like I had hearing loss or something like that and just be like, wait, what sound what? were they talking about? Yeah. I would be Excuse interested me? to go back in time and watch this with my grandparents and just see if uh, they even like reacted to it. In- interesting <laughs> note on that, my three year old dog freaked the fuck out. Like panicked. The one who isn't afraid of fire. Well she's like, probably had the dream before. Fucking what? Yeah. My dog Coda. laid dead. Coda fucking freak every wow. time this happened, and she'd be fine when I turned it off to try put it on a different medium. But my eleven year old monster dog didn't yeah. fucking wake didn't up care. ever. Yeah. Didn't, didn't Ripley move. did not give a fuck, <laughs> and she's pretty sound sensitive. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, Coda my, did not my cats like this were movie. Unfazed. Just to fuck continue em. the update. God. <laughs> That's what this movie did wrong. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Yeah, there it you was go. Un- it was almost unwatchable. I almost couldn't oh get through. Oh my god! It. I'm not kidding. I You're almost still on the same point. It. Okay, we got to move to the next point. Okay, next point is the ending. That it's too ambiguous. No, it's, too it's not that it's too ambiguous. It's too abrupt. It yes, it's not ambiguous enough. I I like how ambiguous it is. I like that you don't have any fucking idea yeah. what happened to these people. You don't know what this thing was. You don't know what the light was. I like all that. I don't like that when you're presenting it like these documentarians went out to do a thing, and here's footage we found from them. That's not what it says. It does say the documentarians interview people the next morning. It, but it, no, okay. Well, you want to talk about what the movie does wrong? There's a little bit too many of those little fucking cards. Like the documentarians review their footage the next yeah, morning. The, the, exactly. The, 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 the next camp day. decides to have a meeting. <laughs> It's yeah. like, that's too much. It's But it's put together like it's someone finding the documentarian's footage. I do not take it that way. I I take it as, like, it's being presented as a, an amateurish, but, you know, like, I don't know, lower-grade filmmaker documentary. I don't, fa- I, I never once felt like this was presented to me in a way that's like, we found the footage of documentarians, here it is. I think <laughs> yeah. it's either just way, a documentary. Exactly even, even in I, your way. If you're going to pull that shit, I think like they do in Troll Hunter, if I remember correctly, you need that opening card that's like, we found this on the side of the highway right, and we are right. presenting it to you now. Or Poughkeepsie Blair Witch Tapes Project, a right? thing, if I remember correctly. Blair Witch Project does too, right? But, yeah, so but even if that's if, not there, then I'm assuming they're good. Even if that's fine, and they're the ones who put in, like the documentarians do this, th- I well, need something. Like, I agree with then you. Then we left. Yeah, I put agree a card with in. You. Then we left. <laughs> put, yeah, turns... put a card in there, and then, then we just we yeeted. Yeah. We booked it. <laughs> it, it. I agree with you. You can't really have both of what this movie does. Be- that's what my ultimate what it does wrong was because you have like documentary for a lot of it, and then shit hits the fan, and it takes this kind of weird turn that I found hard to digest. 
that was, I said earlier, kind of docudrama-y. It becomes more interested and self-indulgent. It has those shots that I think are very impactful, but it turns more into just like, look at this crazy shit that's happening. Be impacted. And then it just ends. And that, that's it. And that part I found like, meh. Nah. So I, I agree with you, but right. for that's how I'm spinning it. That's that fair. was how I yeah. took it. I, I love the them just going to the cave and flash and that's gone. That's the end. I love that. Like that, but that, that's given the, the way that I felt story. this movie was presented, that makes that less acceptable. I agree. Yeah, I, I, we're saying okay. the same thing. Okay. I think. Yeah, I don't need a bigger explanation for what happened to the the dreamers, but you need an explanation no. for what happened to the others. Yes. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah, the left. The lefts behind. Yeah. Just like even if it's like one minute of film, like you're not going to ruin it. Exactly. Or even if it was like as a an after credits thing of them just like walking back to town in denial, being like, "What the fuck do we tell people?" I don't think that it had to be after after credits is a weird thing though. But I I, I, I would have been cool with they, it if it was I after credits. I think they want to end on that like dramatic punch. You know they what I'm totally, saying? They definitely do. They I don't I don't know do. if you necessarily want to go to the resolution of the other characters' arcs and let that be the actual end of the movie. If you want to do something like that just so it's there, just so you can answer the question, I would do it like that where I you think that's a, allow that's a, it to fade to black. Give them a moment to digest what just happened, and then you cut back to it. Mark, I think that's an elegant solution. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had a similar thought about Skyman, right? I think Skyman Sky also ended a little more clearly, though, like, and not even less yeah, ambiguously. Skyman has a very definitive ending. But but there is, there's more of an, like, you at least complete the arc of the people you're following, which is a little less uh, unsatisfying. What's, what's the... Ah, shit. Never mind. Um, unsatisfactory? No, though there's a there's a medical <laughs> term for the feeling of incomplete defecation that I can't remember right now. Incomplete defecation. Yes. Go ahead and go ahead and Google it. Get out your work computer and just punch that in, and uh, <laughs> see what comes up. In the meantime, I got something that this movie does wrong, which is that this is I, I get what it makes sense in world, but there's a lot of loose ends in the story. Chief among them is the presence of the schism within the camp that is not like a dramatic schism, but the difference between the people who do know and the people who don't know. You are, I don't know, half a mile from a cool-ass-looking cave, and as far as you're aware, half the camp like goes out there semi-regularly to take dirt out of it, and yeah, all of a sudden why? people are getting <laughs> sick, and you're in the middle of this like ayahuasca trip in the middle of the fucking desert, yeah. and... The camera crew that you did not want to come, but everybody who did want to come went with them, went out to that cave to look at some crazy shit. So how the fuck do you not know that there's something hinky out there? I have this exact, especially because they show those people, the non-dreamers, like hiking up to the top of bluffs and doing yoga on the top of bluffs. Like these are exploratory people. Plus, like, I get it's fucking a cave. bored. Like it's a cool cave. Everyone's going to go out to that cave on like day two. Hour. If I don't do anything for three and a half straight hours on a Saturday, I get fucking bored. Especially, and I'm going to go look for a cave. Like, part, a big part of this movie is like, it, this is an unusual hot spell. Of course I'm hanging in the cave. It's the coldest, coolest, least sunburniest place ever. It right is then. wild. It's inexplainable. <laughs> we, are, we are absolutely spelunkers for this period of the season, boys. Yeah. They would know what's happening. They'd yeah. at least find the T-Rex skull in that cave. Well, also, and also the fucking whistle sound. But... All of this digs back nope. to... I don't talk about the sound anymore. <laughs> that, that, all of this digs back to, I think, what is my more fundamental nitpick 
not nitpick yet. We're not there yet. But my my more fundamental does wrong here is that they don't ever leverage the schism between those two people, the two groups within the camp. So why not just put everyone in the camp in the same bucket? Oh, I, I like I, that no, they don't. See, I kind of like it. I like that at the end, you got this group that's like, it's all in their fucking heads. So they knew there was a difference, right? I think the people who aren't in on it feel something. They know there is a difference between these two groups, but they just... They like this community. They like being there, so they don't care. And yeah, I guess, I guess yeah, you so also I, get the you get the uh, that the drama between the the boyfriend and whatever the girls in Ciara who went off yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. So I, I guess it's all that. really cool. Yeah, okay, like fine. So it does have a little bit of advantage to it, but still, then, it doesn't make any sense in world that they would have absolutely no clue that there's. Yeah, I agree. Shit there are the there are parts of the way in which this ends up happening that you kind of have to not think about. Definitely, which is you know whatever. We didn't talk about this in does right, but I do like the like subtle thing of I had a dream the kid didn't have a belly button or genitalia, and then Ciara I, I, comes back with no belly button or genitalia. The, that's yeah, cool. That's, I like that. It's a nice touch. I, like I mean, I they they neat. paid attention to what they did. It yeah. doesn't have huge holes. It just has stuff that you're like. Not how that would work. You shouldn't think about this. Yeah. Uh, Mark, my yes. next point is going to transition me. It's like it's like on the border for me between a nitpick Blow and it. what it does wrong. Blow it hard. So I, I if, hard. Nothing, if there's nothing else we want to talk about. Here's, here's, like, what, here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. I'll give you a half blow now and a half blow when you're done. Good. Okay. Not good. satisfying. Good. No, I want no, I like blow. it. No, well, why would you not take a full blow? It's, it's like all about being now. tantalized. I, yeah, I like a half ski now. It's tantric. We're, we're edging our way into nitpicks. <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. Yikes. It's gross. <laughs> okay. okay, the nerd character, right? I'm kind of in his boat for a lot of this movie, like a lot of the first parts of this movie where he's uncomfortable with shit. I'm, kinda, I'm with him. Right, this sucks. I'm not with him when he's uncomfortable at the small Montana town. I that those are my people. Like dirt bags in a bar at 2 p.m. are my people. Uh, Trump supporters, but MAGA man. Well, not, now, you, <laughs> now you flipped this on me. I don't care for that. I've had you, sir. Uh, either you, you way, you know, you know, there's a there's a party that's like down home, like fuck, you know, whatever. I I don't care for this either way. <laughs> uh, what you know when he fully loses me? When in the scene that's supposed to turn the whole camp against him. I'm fully with the whole camp where he's like, I was walking around without my shoes on and I stepped on a prickly pear and they oh, had to yeah. sweep the whole fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. camp. And the Why the, the fuck like, are you thumb? walking around without shoes? You stupid jackass motherfucker. Dude, I'd slit his dumb fucking throat. He's an LA Idiot. kid, man. What? A, he so he's walking he's... around without shoes? Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's like in the desert. It's like, oh, it's like sunny. I gotta take my shoes off. It's like Laguna Beach I wanna Beach sacrifice or this motherfucker to whatever gods I believe they in. They don't have any gods. I, I don't either, but I wanna sacrifice I mean, him have one cosmic god. No gods or kings, only men, Jack. Sure, and, can I kill dinosaurs. him either way? Can I sacrifice him to men? Sure. I hate him. I, I sacrifice hate him. you to that, Wow. That turns him from relatable nerd character who maybe I kind of question some of his do all the way fuck everything this Improper guy's Improper outdoor etiquette, you, this sir. Is un, you know the deal. You They've talked about asps and mice and rats and scorpions. They've... What the fuck aren't you wearing shoes, you stupid piece of shit? But but <laughs> but but the cool. other side of this. So it's interesting you had this take. I I see your side of it, but also it's really hard to side with the campers on this one too because like he he didn't want them to rake. He didn't want them to spend the day. He was like he fully acknowledged his his error. He was like, yeah, I stepped on a prickly pear. It was fine. I whatever. He got it taken care of. And then they insisted on raking the entire camp. Yeah, because then Rizzo's they cut to the guy who's that like, if we got a pe- 
he's a uh, we got a piece of shit this stupid around camp. We gotta baby proof this entire fucking triangle <laughs> we because we got an idiot here. We got a bona fide idiot. They put on our duct hands. tape. They put duct tape around the uh, the outlets, the receptacles on the on the diesel generator. So Pool noodles over everything. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. oh my Fuck god. that guy. That was so close to what it did wrong, but also it's kind of just nitpick, a nitpick. Dude. That's an absolute. No, that's, that's why I said it's on the line. Mark, give me the other half. Finish me off. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Tried sir. to make that as sultry as possible. It wasn't it was that very sultry. sultry. It was just like new. It was noodly. I'll give you that. It was very noodly. Noodles. Uh, hey, Nanya. Explain... Uh, Mark, you go, please. Did they ever explain why they call it Ragnarok? No. Except for that's like the end times in Norse mythology, and all the dreamers know that it's the end of days. And Rizzo's one of the dreamers he set up for the them. camp. Never mind. They fully explain it. I, I, I don't think that. I don't think they know that it's the end of days. They don't know what's going to no, happen. No, they, they, they say it ends badly, right? That's well, why they he say, says how this all I guess that out. is on the postcard. It's something like it's this is coming to a conclusion or whatever. Well, right. they're, they're, whatever. Yeah, I don't th- I don't know if they think it's like end of days in the way we would think about it. They know that something Something's is going to happen, happen right? That's why their friend keeps saying like how this all plays out. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be a conclusion. Yeah. So Ragnarok, yeah, Ragnarok. sure. Yeah. Okay, I buy that. Rescinded, neat pick, whatever. Uh hey, back to the woman at the bar in the little town. Nunya is a stupid answer to when a question involves what year you were born in. Nunya is the wrong answer. Nunya works when it's like, "Hey, what's your name?" It's Nunya. None your business. But like, what year were you born? None ya. I'm not gonna confuse that with a year you could have possibly said. But that's like allowing of, you to say none your business. That's a stupid. But thing that's to say. kind of a neat pick too, because you know that like that type of person. That's like exactly doesn't how understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just Trump supporter. That's real. That's a real fucking answer. Yeah, I'm on that board. Is a real yeah, answer. Mind, that can't be. Never a mind. Neat, you, I flipped around. Yeah. Okay. No, that's I pick. have a question. So there's a big there's a big point in this movie about a bunch of people having to sign the release waivers. Do oh, you God. think they had a similar hard time getting the, the people to sign in the bar to sign the release. That was probably the actual kick in the dick. <laughs> no, that no, that one's super easy. Hey, I got a round of whiskey and beers on me if you sign this thing. That's so fucking I mean, maybe, easy. I'm buying like, the bar around if y'all sign You this. gotta buy a few shots first, though, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, what does Rizzo say? What's he say about it? He says something funny. I can't think of it right now. I don't remember. Good take. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's, it is a good take. You'll remember. Uh, I hey. will eventually remember. So there's the guy. It's like Rizzo's right-hand man, right, is talking about shitting and, like, how just shitting you do it out there, right? Okay. They then do a cut, like an audio cut, right? Like, it's like the camera guy's talking to him about how we're all animals. But halfway through that cut, the guy saying we're all animals is the bald guy while he's on a shitter. And then they cut back to the other guy's response. He's clearly not next to the shitter. He's next to one of the yurts. And it's just like, it's this really weird cut of I'm talking to you, but then I'm the camera interviewing the guy who's saying it back to the guy who's talking. You I thought that was just like commentary, it. and then this was like just B-roll. But but they... But B-roll of people shitting. But the guy, Rizzo's right-hand man, <laughs> does consistent... Like, he reacts to the B-roll footage of the guy saying, we're oh, all just I didn't animals. That. Eh. It, I watched it twice because it was one of the scenes I tried to go back what to. What did you try to go back to? I tried to go back. I wanted to watch the really frenetic scene where the, there's the three camera shots and you they're all running around. You watch things on mute, you know? To... No. Oh. I tried because on I first I turned on captions and mute, but then captions blocked up 
a part of what I wanted to see to see if I was missing anything cool in there because the captions were too big. Thanks, Amazon fucking Prime. And so I, I had to turn question. it back on, and I couldn't get through it a second time because of the fucking tinnitus. So you're I have a question. No, this is a nitpick. You brought this up. It's really with Amazon. Okay. I have a question. When you watch this with subtitles on, what do the subtitles say about the sound? Do they say anything? They say... They say eerie humming sound continues, which is the story of this movie from start to <laughs> fucking finish. Except for instead of eerie humming sound, they should have said horseshit unlistenable garbage sound continues. <laughs> and then they do it in too large of text so you can't actually see what's happening in the background, which in a way is a great way of visibly saying how large that sound is as an audio file. Jack, here's what you got to do. Yep. You got you to gotta, you gotta export the audio file from this movie run it through some type of equalizer, turn down the high the high pitch stuff and then put it back onto like a thumb drive and play that audio file at the same time as you have this movie on mute without closed captions. Oh my, not worth it. Easy peasy pudding pop. It's not worth it. Uh, we'll do a super cut of it real quick. Um hey, it absolutely <laughs> cannot possibly be true that the Billings Fire Department only has one chopper. Yes, and re- I think that that's hyperbole on Rizzo's part. He's regardless just shit. Yeah. of whether or not that's true, the Montana slash Dakota's BLM Fire and Aviation Management Program has 17 wildland fire engines, two tactical water tenders, two Type 3 helicopters with attack modules, two single air tankers bases, typically with two to four seats available, one large tanker base, Type 2 interagency fire cache, and one Type 2 initial attack hand crew. In addition, there are three interagency dispatch sensors where BLM takes the lead in central, southern, and eastern Montana. What are you saying? I'm saying there's fucking there would have been people there to fight that fucking fire. The Maybe BLM probably all is in, all over Montana. They were probably all in fucking Idaho, dude. That was probably a bad fire year. <laughs> 2016 it was no, bad it was fire like year. three years before that. Yeah, dude. It was also a bad fire year. Yeah, yeah. Jack, um, in a way, I think there's a way you can spin this into a neat pick, which is that I can guarantee you this would not be the first time where people of this particular government hating mindset would go out there. Attempt to fight a forest fire or brush fire in this case, do like some good and then completely ignore the efforts of the actual right, like claim- systemic fire department that actually put out the fire. <laughs> claim credit and then for say, beating yep, the fire. Yeah. Us four people did all of this ourselves. We did it alone. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. But here's another neat pick I have, because when I was Googling how many choppers the Billings Fire Department has, oh you know what God. I found on the main page of the Billings hole. Fire Department website? Oh my what? God. I found a list called Services the Billings Fire Department Does Not Offer. <laughs> okay. It's like one of the main things on the Billings Wait, so Fire Department. If it's not website. on this list, then they should do it. Uh-huh. They have a specific list of things they do not offer, and I'd like to list them how for many, you. How many, how many sexual things are on this list? Oh, excuse me. They're, they're... <laughs> yeah. Is there None. a bullet point that says anything sexual? Good. Strip. They'll strip for I, you. I expect sexual Here are the five things. satisfaction. Here are the I five would like things. a hand job, please. <laughs> I, I'd like them to edge me. <laughs> Here are the five things the Billings Department, Fire Department will not offer. What? We do not remove cats from trees. Of course. We do not provide, check, or install child safety seats. Also, of course. We do not book slash hold birthday parties at our <laughs> stations or your home. Okay. <laughs> Which, maybe that gets rid of my stripping idea. That was going to be my birthday party, so... You know, we, the Billings Fire Department. The Billings Fire Department. That's yeah. a long way. Okay, what about Jake, the last two? What, hold on. What about Missoula, though? Uh, we do not 
service fire extinguishers, fine. The last one's a banger. We do not fill swimming pools with water from our hose. <laughs> I, I love how this is an FAQ. That's this on their FAQ. That's not even like buried in a link. That's just like two inches down from this their main page. This is all the shit that they've gotten 10 or more calls about. The whole, <laughs> yeah. As far as I can tell, the entirety of life at the Billings Fire Department is just like telling people, no, we won't come to your fucking house and fill up your dumb dick swimming pool with our hose. <laughs> I w- yeah, I want to know the relative frequencies of each of those. Oh uh, my god! I feel like I feel like some of them are more excusable than the others, but yeah, if you're getting enough calls, they're just like, "Oh my god, another jabroni with a swimming pool." Uh, I'll also note that the Billings fire chief, his name is William Rash, and he does have a rash on his face. That's just uh, kind of beside the point, but it is Jesus. worth noting. Now you're There's just a very shaming. high def picture. There's a very high def picture of him on the website. I don't know. The Boise police chief used to be called. Bill Bones. Bones. Yeah. He had bones. And he collects bones, dude. He has them. That's the right shit. That's the right way to do it. God. Can we get back to the fact that they're drinking receptacles that they use throughout this this camp for like their official rituals and shit are just Moscow Mule mugs? They're Moscow Mule mugs and also their water gallon are Albertson's brand water gallon jugs. This isn't surprising. That's the least efficient way to buy. Albertson's is triple the price of everything else. (laughs) I'm sure they didn't get them firsthand or whatever. <laughs> Is that firsthand? Yeah. I'm sure they didn't buy them new. Also, sometimes they, it's just like whatever's closest to you. They might not be. They're probably the most expensive, but they also might just be the only thing in Hammett or not Hammett. Uh, Willette? What the, whatever the name of the fucking town was. Dude, I'm <laughs> sure Winnet, they were buying stuff further away than that. That place had like one general store. They had to have do been think, the nearest town, actual city. Do you think they take yeah. the ghetto gypsy to like the nearest Costco? The ghetto gypsy. Where the fuck is the nearest Costco? Is there a Costco in Montana? Uh, hey, here's another. Absolutely. Here's another really? nitpick I have. Question. Going to Great Falls. It had to be Great Falls. Another another nitpick I have. Okay. They're able to fully repair this all the way broken down bus, the ghetto gypsy, which Great. racial slur problems aside. <laughs> it's a good uh, name for a bus. <laughs> it's a good dude, name whatever. for a bus. Uh, but they're not able to just fucking look at a car where the battery is. 80% dead. It's it's still working enough to activate the lights and radio and beeps, but it's not well enough to click the starter over. That's a very easy problem to fix. When everybody's freaking all the way out, maybe try to fix that problem a little bit. It's very simple. But they can't start any of their cars. You can pop two of those cars were manuals. I liked when the stars the stars wouldn't car. <laughs> the stars wouldn't the stars wouldn't cart. <laughs> Look, pop stardom. Two of them were manual. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you should have. And obviously, they got someone who knows know. what the fuck they're doing. They get they started. Yeah, but they <laughs> sent the fucking nerd down there, dude. And they then he just cried lot. in the. He was in yeah, the fucking can, passenger I, I, seat crying, wearing not shoes in the fucking desert for some. I I look. That's that he's my people. Okay, that that's me. Uh, that's that's my role that I am playing in this. He is me as the audience surrogate. I'm the one who would go out there and not fucking have any idea how to pop start a and manual. Sit in the passenger seat. And cry. I'd sit in the but passenger also, seat and cry barefoot. We wouldn't send you to fix a car. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that's the problem. It's not his problem. We'd send, they didn't we'd send him. He was just like, I want to go and see if I can help and just run away. Well, what the fuck is he helping with? Mark, that don't for? volunteer for fixing cars. He yeah. didn't volunteer. He ran over there to see if... Oh, that's a volunteering. Well, don't do that we, either. Okay, we got to go. I'll vol- Here's what happened. He volunteered to else? go and start the car and, and like drive to the nearest town to get help, which is probably something he'd be good at because he could try to describe the situation and how to get there. But then the car didn't start, so then the, oh my the God. problem changed. Oh, my God. Yeah, Mark, we need a combination of you and me because I might be able to start the car, but when I got to town, I'd be like, uh, backwards, like go, go down the road and then turn. 
in the desert. I don't know. Fucking help me. They're dying. (laughs) It's past that place that serves chili. <laughs> uh, so here's what happens. Next time we're in a we're in a we're in a quandary like this, I'm just gonna hop on your back and you're gonna give me a piggyback ride all the way to Mark, town. Mark, you know what? There's not a lot of problems the combination of you and I couldn't solve. Valid. And Jake could also come. He'd be helpful. Jake could be there too. Uh, this I don't like how this feels. <laughs> <laughs> let, now it's time to go to Raiders. Let me be wait, something uh, else. Wait, wait, wait. I have one more important nitpick thing. It better which be is, fucking important. Which, at this so point. it's not as much a nitpick as just sort of a general Good. confusion point. Okay. So they have the early rave where there's just a soundtrack in the background of a like computerized voice reading yeah. a poem. That's not a rave. What That's seems that. like is their shared communal dream? Yes, I think yes. it's the narrative for the dream. Yeah. I just want to know what so what what is that? I like is there a deeper file that I can listen to that will explain more of this movie to me cuz no. Why what? are you introducing this such a weird thing and then not like giving it back to us in a way that clarifies what it is? Whoa, whoa, Be- whoa! Okay, why because do you need I mean, more of an explanation it, of what that is. It's the start of the schism amongst the group itself, right? People, some people in the group don't give a shit about it, and they're happy to talk to the cameraman while it's going on. Some people believe in it very deeply and listen to it. Yeah, I mean, they. It seems what that does is it serves the purpose of at that point in the film helping to progress the feelings that you're getting about, okay, weird cult shit is happening, something's happening. But also, there's different factions amongst this weird cult shit that's happening. But that's normal, because, like, that's, I would expect, that keeps it being natural, because I would expect that after watching these people behave naturally and, like, individuals, mostly, throughout the rest of the film, so I would expect there to be yeah. different like, opinions. Look, I might go live with a group of weirdos in the fucking wilderness to yeah, get away from some are weird this society. Me. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm damn sure not listening to a recording of what feels like something weird and religious to me. Fuck that. I'll go get drunk in the woods instead. Sure. So some people pay attention and some don't. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever. And then the rest okay. of it they enjoy. I have a lot of dreams, man. I don't listen to recordings about any of them. I'm just saying, like, in a movie about sort of ambiguity and, like, weird cosmic horror shit that you only get, like, a tiny little glimpse of, I'm fine with the ambiguity as long as you have the background lore, and I'm fine with the background lore as long as it's, like, made available in some way that the people who are interested can go and get it. And they clearly have something here that they're, like, referencing. And I feel like this would be, like, a pretty interesting, like, world-building mechanic that they could just, like, have this also out there. That oh, you it, could go and listen to. If this were a bad robot movie, this would be buried in the fucking woods somewhere, geocached something. <laughs> yeah, like, at, yeah it's in a time capsule in the Missouri yeah. woods. I, I, th- I think it really. I, I don't know. I disagree. I think it really adds to the movie, and I didn't need any more from it. Okay, I mean, it was a cool scene, but also it was more confusion than it was worth. It's my All take. Right. Well, now we can go to ratings on that, I guess. Yeah. Got when it was fun earlier, but no. <laughs> People hate fun. We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Bill Lumberg would rate not putting a new cover sheet on TPS reports. Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS reports. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I. I forgot. Mm, yeah. You see, we're putting the cover sheets on all TPS reports now before they go out. And for 10, think about Dennis, what, how much guidance he needs. I need guidance. I don't know if I'm allowed to go to the hospital if these fingers are mine or his or what the fuck. Come on. 
Gunning guidance! God damn it! Story's the first game we were these movies. Jake, yeah. you'll pick your story yeah. rating. I went six and a half here. Whoa! Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that it's relatively simplistic, but I really like what this does with the cult setting. It builds up a cult movie. That's what it provides you. There are dudes. They get called in by someone that they know. There's mysterious happenings out here on this compound. They go to his aid. You expect shit to hit the fan in a cult way, and shit hits the fan in a very non- Cult way, which I appreciate. So it's not it's not super high, and what holds it back ultimately is that you can't really dive too deep into what happens in the final third here, because it's going to be pure nonsense, and it is pure nonsense with the whole dinosaur thing and the dreamers and all that. But that's still kind of cool in its own way. Six and a half is where I landed. Mark, how about you? I went higher, believe it or not. I gave it a seven and a half. Okay. This is a incredibly opaque story but it works in the way that it's kind of like you're it's being told from the people who are the outsiders trying to you know get into this camp and understand what the fuck is happening and then once they do it continues to be fucking weird because this is one of the most unique strange twists i have ever seen so (laughs) there's there's limitations to the story there's sort of looseness to it we literally just talked about like the recording that happened but there's other kind of like random loose ends here and there but all of that makes sense within the world even the part of the storytelling aspect of like they're not really doing a true documentary and they're like people are acknowledging the camera and all this other shit but it's like all explained away with how elegant they're setting up the situation to begin with i I don't have much to complain about here. The only issue is that it's kind of ragged at the very edges. Uh, yeah, look, I gave it a six. Mark, I, I agree with both of you. I also, I think what we haven't talked about yet is uh, I, I like the way it starts, right? A postcard from an estranged friend. And the three of us have a friend who is estranged, who in a couple of years, if we hadn't heard from him, we could get a weird postcard that's like, come out here and help me. And yeah, that's like the middle of Georgia. Yeah, that's not <laughs> oh, impossible. That yeah. Like so, I like I like that as a conceit. I like these friends go out there. I like the whole plot of the movie. I just don't like. I think there's a way to set it up where that ending works, but the way they set this up, I want to know. I the I want to follow the arc of the camera people, not the people in the camp. So I want some closure there. There isn't any. That's that's why I'm giving it a six. But ultimately, I think it's it's pretty good. It's a six. That's going to take us into world building or immersion. Jake, you guys are going to hate me for this one. World no, building or am. immersion. I gave it an eight and a half. Yeah, I was ex- I, okay. I, I was extremely. I hate you. Oh no, I don't know. I thought I thought that you guys were gonna start ragging on the tinnitus sound here. Uh, oh, I am. Okay, well, I gave it an eight and a half. I was enraptured with this movie the first time that I watched it, and part of this pick was just kind of like a gut check on whether that would persist on second viewing. Ch- uh, turns out, yep, yep, just as enveloped this time. I I like the way in which these mock documentaries are presented. I really do. Uh, When they work. And this is one that works. It works. That's why I suggested it. I I didn't think that I was picking dog shit out of the pile. So this, it it has me. Pile of what? Other dog shit. (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah. Um, So you've trained your dog precisely then. Yeah, exactly. It's like one pile of shit. Just that's the spot. And you never clean it up. It just grows. It's composting, Jack. (laughs) Okay. Once I get smaller, it just turns to dirt. (laughs) And then grass grows out of it. Dude, they have cows out there. Cows take shits. And there's them things that grow on them shits. (laughs) (laughs) What Eight and a half, whatever. Mark, what about you? I'm in the same category. I gave it an eight. The biggest knock here is how hard it is to watch with the tinnitus thing. But it is rare 
that I know I love a movie within the first 30 seconds. And it is even more rare where those first 30 seconds are a gradual zoom in on a postcard. Yep. Yep. But like literally that came up and weirdly it something clicked in my brain. I was just like, oh, I'm going to love this movie. Oh, I fully agree, Mark. Yeah. And then it followed immediately by that cool montage like of traveling across. It's great. You're like, yeah, I'm fucking in. (laughs) Normally it's like, you know, I'm... I have my phone by my side. I'm checking text messages and stuff. Uh, and then this one, I was just like, no, I'm out. I, I closed my computer. I was trying to get something done for work. And I was like, I can't, I'm not doing this goes away this. And then I was just locked in for the whole thing, even with the tinnitus, which was obnoxious, but I was still locked in to the movie the whole time. Yep. I wanted to give this a nine for world building and immersion. Uh, I had to give it a five. But it literally broke you. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had to give it a five. I think this is almost perfect world building. I mean, the triangle that they build, we never even talked about, like, the literal triangle off the ground. I don't know if we found, if they found that or if that's it, a I mean, it was also shaped what, exactly like a stealth but bomber. It's fucking really <laughs> fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know what they did there. The, the world they build is amazing. The immersion is absolutely fantastic until they fucking ruin almost half the movie with an unlistenable sound. It, it was almost unwatchable for me. It's 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 the story of an almost perfect immersion score that's ruined by one decision that wow. they go ruined. way too hard on. Ruined. I almost couldn't finish it. Oh, it's a five. It. Oh, and it's a five, and I think it was unbelievably immersive. You're this glad. better be reflected in your scare category is all yeah. I'm saying here. It will be. Okay. Good. <laughs> this could take us into scare factor, Jake. Uh, I gave it a three and a half. I for a large part of this movie, you're just waiting for cult stuff to happen. It does a, I I don't know, relatively decent job potentially with a minus in front of that in terms of building that tension because these people feel okay. Like there's a little bit of animosity of these guys being here, but I don't feel like an immediate threat for a lot of this movie. I, I Rizzo's a bit of a dick once. Yeah, you but know? he's also charismatic and charming. Exactly, too. Yeah. and you're expecting to, for there to be a turn, and it really doesn't happen until the turn that you do get happens, and it's then a different turn than what happens in most cult movies. And the movie's almost over. And it's a super weird one, and I think it, it definitely hits me different than what I see from most cult movies, which make me very uncomfortable. This one's disquieting in a different way. I do think we didn't talk enough about how I do like the slow build of like people getting headaches, people passing out, people having the ear thing Being going on, like the up. ear pop. Yeah, that that shit is really well done and subtle. Uh we didn't we didn't talk quite it I think they ruined yeah. it with the tinnitus stuff, but that that is you know a good what's, build up. You know what's funny Mark, that's what? just occurring to me now? Um is it's a it's an exact inversion of what a normal cult movie is, where the cult suddenly becomes extremely strong and overpowering and captures the people who are the interlopers. This does all of the members of the cult are basically fully incapacitated, and the yeah. interlopers have to take over and run the show so that everyone doesn't yeah. die. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. They do the exact opposite of what a Did normal. Did I say cult my number? Does. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, you gave it a three and a half. It's my okay. turn now. I gave it a three. I'm in lockstep with this on Jake. It's not particularly scary. The The big takeaway here is I, if you're going to circle something that is scary, it's that like those dreams you had as a kid could mean more than what they meant to you as a kid. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I did have like these weird recurring nightmares. And if no, I suddenly absolutely. found a board that was like, oh, yeah, everybody else had the exact same nightmares with the exact same aliens where you were abducted in the exact same way, like... That would freak me the fuck out. Mark, you and but, I think so differently. That's really interesting. <laughs> but you would, uh, but but that's sort of the extent of it. Other than that, you kind of just have this, ge- it's not really scary as much as there's this general feeling of being unwelcome 
for 90 minutes. Not scary, but uneasy. So it's interesting. I gave it a four for scare factor. I, I, I find everything that you found scary about it is not what's scary to me, right? Like the, the way I think, like if I found other people that were like, I had the same recurring nightmare as you, I'd be like, okay, cool. Humans have that recurring nightmare sometimes. And there's a lot of us. What I find scary about this movie is that there's whoever you're identifying with amongst the camera crew. Cause they're the people you're supposed to identify with. There's something to be scared of there, right? There's something to be scared of from the nerd perspective of I'm not welcome here and I'm nervous from start to finish. There's something to be scared of I'm all the way in and something weird is going on. There's something to be scared from halfway in the middle too. I also really like what was scariest about this movie to me was the building of the the symptoms there. I think that was the most effective part. And the fact that like if you are uncomfortable with that, you're not really leaving. We're here for, I don't know, however long it's going to take to get here. And, and I thought that Rizzo is, to the extent he is a villain, he isn't really, but but he's a really effective one. Um, he's really threatening at times, which he's is really good. He's not a good. villain. Right, but he's he, but he also is, I mean, he's scary at times. Uh, and I thought well, that was that's a really, the thing. Is he's it's imposing. Hard, it's hard to detach him from what your expectations are, which is your expectations exactly. are that he is the villain. And that's what I thought was going to happen. Not. Yeah. yeah. How much not. of this movie's scare factor is based on your own expectations for a cult movie? Yes, I mean, exactly. A decent amount. Yeah. And I think exactly. what really your effective. expectations would be as the camera crew growing, going in, ostensibly not if we were the camera crew expecting to right. be murdered okay. by a cult. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm a camera crew going into a cult movie, I'm assuming it's going to turn dicey. In a no, let's assume you're just like a normal person that doesn't watch a billion horror movies. <laughs> but you still know that it's a fucking cult, man. Like you get that postcard and you're like, fuck, it's a cult. You're on a compound in Montana. Come on. I mean, the people who went and filmed Jonestown, and that did not work out well for them, but I doubt they went in knowing the way that was going to end. I'm pretty they sure didn't... they went in knowing it was not going to be good for them. Yeah. Like, it wasn't going to be comfortable for them. Okay. There were a lot of people who went in to watch the, the, the Sri Rajneesh, right? And they Dude, were fine. <laughs> watch my quick plug. Watch Wild Wild Country on Netflix. Do it. Yes. So yeah, fucking good. Awesome. Oh my god! I'm still saying like it's most cults don't, especially like the cults you go and film don't end the way of horror movies where there's a pentagram that summons a demon and kills everybody. Usually that doesn't happen. Yeah, for the record, that's not what a cult is. <laughs> e- e- yeah. Either way, there's there's most of the time. Yeah, I, I I wanted to give it higher too. There's other really scary parts about this. I think the idea of like an unexplained skull that is fucking with people's brains and making them sick and not letting them leave, like they won't it won't let people leave. That's scary too. It's weird. It's just a T Rex skull. It's but, so bizarre. But it's also it is ruined so... for me the fact that I couldn't watch that consistently because it was unwatchable. This is such like so... an ethereal Burning Man crowd thing. It's so funny. But also that's <laughs> the kind of shit that scares me, man. Right? This idea like you can't leave either. Even if you weren't one of the dreamers, you can't leave. That's scary. It's funny, yeah, dude. The, the idea of stumbling onto something that you fully don't understand and does not have an explanation, but now you're here and you can't leave. You're right. This is, co- like you mentioned it a minute ago, It is co- we didn't say it at the top, it is cosmic horror in that way. Yeah. yeah. You've it's stumbled you on an oopsie poopsie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, I like that, but but ultimately but. it's a four. Yeah. yeah okay, uh, it's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof, Jake. I gave Our it a category. six. Okay. okay. I it was right on the Andy Dalton line, which way am I gonna take it? I I like choices, you guys. And I ultimately am going to give it credit, but tentatively so for the choices that it makes sonically. Let's just say that. However, I also think that what they have going for it, which it's granted, I get that the Sonic thing, if you are impacted by it, it's gonna be a huge detraction over time because they do it for so long. You're talking about the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Yep, I'm talking about that. 
Okay. Um, it's supposed to be great. Visually, this movie is great because what it does is that it actually is real. Like, they have a real compound functioning, and that doesn't... I mean, the, the sets and props are real things. And then it's kind of nice to see, like, a little, like, red against that background and the, the beautiful landscape. So it's kind of an, it's an easy one with yeah. the detraction of the sound for those that are impacted by it because of the light. I feel like you're defending yourself because you think you went too high, and I'm going to go a different direction. Mark! Okay. I went even higher. I gave oh, it a seven. Yeah. Okay, nice. So so I'm going to be the buffer for Jake here. Nice. Uh, this movie looks good. It's yes. brimming with authenticity, which yes. should be noted here. It's probably more in the judicious lack thereof category, but it shouldn't go ignored that they built this compound and lived in it while they were filming. Like It became functional, and cool. that's part of the effects. Aside from that, yes, you have the choices that they made with the sound design of the movie, but... They were effective. They augmented yeah. the impact of the movie. Therefore, I think they're good overall, Maybe even if it much. is makes it a little bit harder to watch. On top of that, the editing, I don't know if editing really fits in here, but it fits in here better than it does anywhere else. Showing the, being able to capture the madness of the rave night and the absolute insanity of the following morning, which by the way, kind of seems like, just sort of a, like a normal morning after at Burning Man, but whatever. Uh, is, yeah. is but, like, pretty, but like the slow building a panic is a part of the editing, right? The yes, she's gone. Exactly. Where the fuck is she? Exactly. That That's a pretty impressive task, and they execute it exceptionally well. So really the only reason this isn't higher is just because they didn't strive to do anything exceptionally difficult but okay. you know they nailed it with the budget they had that's okay. fucking awesome which was menacing i don't even know what it was i don't either yeah there's ne- good luck finding it I, I tried to look budget negligible yeah okay uh i gave it an eight okay and i, I took i don't understand you I, I took points away from it in two regards one the fucking tinnitus sound that's 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 bad sure. no I said two regards. That's well, I know, one. but like that's that's like okay. Either way, if that's one of two, then I'm imagining it's like one and a half points for tinnitus. Yeah, and the other one is <laughs> the skull looks different the two times they show it, and the glowing tooth looks bad. It looks actually the glowing bad. tooth is a like weird they, thing. I don't know why they had like, the glowing tooth. They put a glow stick and put a little it. bit of dirt on top of a glow stick. Like, it doesn't look good. Tooth. It was. Totally... It's definitely not a glow stick because it, it's there's it's an electronic light of some type, like an LED or something, but. Beyond that, an LED glow stick. I don't under so like a. I find something glowing like that in the wilderness. That shit is motherfucking radioactive as hell. This yep. is that's like a block of carbon on the ground at Chernobyl. Especially if <laughs> Do it's not giving touch me tinnitus. That. Already dead. Like, if Dude, it's if that giving me tinnitus, you're fucking dead. You're you're yeah. off. The that's charts. over. That's yeah. over. Yeah, exactly. So probably don't fuck with that shit. I am very curious how they did the T-Rex head. If that's like just a real T-Rex fossil that they had. Or the first time they see it, it isn't a T-Rex head. It's like a lump they tried to make a, look like a T-Rex head. And then they superimpose an actual T-Rex skull on it when they tell you what it is. I don't know. It wouldn't be hard to find one. I mean, they're littered all over the this part of the country. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't intact, be hard to find Fully one. intact T-Rexes are just littered throughout yeah. the landscape. Dude, you don't know. The wild, wild west, man. Jake, just go walk across Montana, find some caves. You'll find a bunch of T-Rexes. I don't want to. They'll be the glowing tooth. <laughs> anyway, but I think apart from that, the effects are almost perfect, and it's largely because they In do everything they way. choose to do practically, and they don't try to do anything beyond that, except for like what I already talked yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's 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 just fucking it's fantastic. Sets. It's sets and props. Yeah, but also, I mean, even the vomiting scenes are really, really good. Like yeah. those are 
for a super low budget, fantastic. Yeah, they're, well, for they're like, you're going to have to like puke some shit up. Like, so They like, look really fucking good. You should good. probably get yeah. drunk and then just puke. Also, part of this might be uh, impacted by the fact that I read that that was real hallucinogenic tea. So okay. part of the, like that that scene was based on tripping what they actually yeah. experienced while tripping. And it, yeah. so that adds to probably that authenticity. Like, I don't know. I love that throughout this episode, we've talked about what we've read. And there's like six bullet points of trivia on the IMDb trivia page. And those and are what we talked what about. we've summarized. <laughs> yep. That's what we talked about. Yep. Those are also, by the way, if you like on the Amazon Fucking watching, it, like on trivia, those are those are the ones. <clears throat> yep. That's funny, man. Yeah. This is one of those where I'd want to talk to filmmakers more. But but, but fuck, man. I think I thought you were one of the are... filmmakers. Is that are you not are you not part of? Yeah. The hold movie? on. Did you not make this movie? I, don't I know. thought you were. I thought you were Rizzo. I thought you showed your dong in this movie. I hung dong. <laughs> looked like a they button in a fur. Coat. It was cut. Yeah. <laughs> That's because it looked like a button in a fur coat. <laughs> Let's go to overall. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a seven. Yeah, I re- look. I like. I like this movie a lot. There's no spoilers at this point. It's not surprising. This is a good movie. I think that it's it's held back a little bit by the fact that it, like, the shift is good. But what you ultimately ultimately are left with is probably like, I it, it it's weird. It landed well, but at the same time, it landed in a way that I was like, just don't dissect it. Don't dissect it. And then I go away from the movie and I think about the movie and then I'm like, fuck. Because it's kind of hard to explain the, some of the choices they made and the way in which they finished this one up. Fair so, enough. Seven. Yeah, Mark. I went higher. I said this earlier. It's rare that I stumble on one of these movies where within like the first 30 seconds, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to love this. I gave it an eight. Uh, this resonated exceptionally well with me. And maybe on multiple viewings, this, mo- this comes back down a little bit. But uh, for whatever reason, on the night that I watched this, it was just exactly what I wanted and needed. And um, I, th- this is also very much in my bailiwick of like these mock documentary style, like found footage horror movies yeah, yeah, yeah. that make weird choices. Like that is exactly what I want out of most things. Couple that with pretty good authenticity, which is something that's relatively hard to find in a lot of found footage. And you get a movie that I fucking loved. Like, that's awesome. This dude. thing's cool. Yeah. Look, I, I give it a 7 2, but this is a really hard thing. Like, the movie was almost literally unwatchable for me, but I really like what they did, and I really like the thing they created. I just hate a very specific part of it. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's really good. They, they, these guys did an undeniably great thing. So that's, that's really cool. Uh, nice. Give it a seven. Nice. Uh, let's go to thumbs up, thumbs down. Jake. Thumbs up. It's a it's, thumbs up for me, dog. It's pretty easy. It's thumbs up. I think it's a thumbs down for me. That's weird. I don't think I can recommend this movie. You don't think you can recommend this movie because you had a hard time with the Tonight Sound? Two things. Okay. One, it is very specific. And I... It is, yeah, that is very true. The the kind of person that is okay with an ending like this, which I, I wasn't, even though I liked this movie a lot, I wasn't okay. okay with that ending. Okay. Is also very narrowing. And then I almost couldn't finish it. And I had to watch it for this. Like, if I was just turning this on, I wouldn't have finished it. Interesting. So I cannot recommend this despite really liking it as a movie that exists. I'm giving it a thumbs down. I hear what you're saying about the specificity of it. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a... I picked it because it's a small movie and we haven't done one for a while and those are not going to be for everybody. Yeah. I still think if, if you like horror and you've hung out this long into an episode of this, like... You're fucked because now you know everything about this movie. Yeah, if you already haven't seen it, you know about it. Don't (laughs) fucking watch it. You'll just experience miserable tinnitus Uh, for a half hour. I'd still say watch it. I... It is interesting to to balance those two things of, like, the broad recommends that are 
good but not incredible, they get a thumbs up. Versus the incredibly specific but exceptional recommends that you're only going to talk to like two or three of your friends about, but it's definitely getting <laughs> yeah. a thumbs up to them. Uh, it's yeah. it's hard in both accounts. Probably by Jack's measure, yeah, this actually would be a thumbs down because I, for the majority of people, I'm not going to bring this up. Like, I'd recommend this to you guys and no one else I can think of. <laughs> I, I mean, listeners to the podcast, thumbs up. Literally anyone else? Eh, maybe not. And even a lot of listeners to the podcast, I can think of five specific listeners to the podcast I would not recommend this to. I disagree. I'd, I'd recommend it to all of them. <laughs> Yeah, you should at least try. Push your boundaries. That's you know? a self-selecting crowd. Yeah, fair enough, boys. Now I'd say we should get the fuck out of here, but no, we're but only no. we're only oh, two good. hours in. We got to extend it. Yeah, it's gonna be longer. I do have to pee though. Okay. Okay. So we're gonna so take a break. Go, I'll pee. Then go, we'll come man. back. Yeah. All right, boys. We are uh, we're out of movies to watch. I mean, not like in the wide world of movies, but in the world of movies we've picked before. Damn, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I'm very. It's been that long since the omnibus. That's the weird part. I don't like that it's effectively March. I fuck. It's wild. I love it, dude. Late winter is my least favorite time of year. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Let's get the fuck. Let's get spring happening fast, please. All right. And to do that, we need to draft some more movies. Okay. So what I think each of us will pick two, and we've got some uh, what some patron picks that we're gonna throw in there too. We're gonna sprinkle in. Yeah, exactly. And I think we better start with a patron pick, right? Yeah, we We should. We have five total. Oh God! So we're gonna have to sprinkle one in. You Roger Goodell this shit? I don't know. I don't care for that. Well, speaking of boo, boo, interestingly, oh god, that's a great transition. Oh, yeah, wow, what a pull! There you go. Okay, because Patreon member Leslie, okay, picked the movie Boo from 2005. Now, Jake, mm. despite your protestations earlier, this isn't Boo a Medea Halloween. Thank God. Although we should probably review that. Well, this Halloween. We're gonna That'd get really there, fun. Mark. We should do it. We're gonna get there. Okay. Mark, do you ever think about, you know that scene from The Office where Gabe is trying to threaten someone? He's like, I've seen over 200 horror movies. And then Andy's like, that's so weird. It's like, I've seen way more than that. Yeah, you're like, I did that last year. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think about that whole exchange a lot. The other one where he makes the horror movie, and he's like, yeah, it's almost like he thought the narrator would be comforting to the viewer. (laughs) Anyway, Leslie... Thank you very much for your patronage. We very much appreciate it. We will be watching Boo from 2005 as our very first pick of the new I batch. I know nothing about this movie. Me neither. So, I really, yeah. I, I, was I thought you. it was Boo and Halloween. I mean, I knew that didn't come out in 2005. Me, but, yeah, uh, when I saw the year, I knew I was, I was shook. Yeah, but I I've don't... seen it. I'm excited to watch it again. All okay. right. It's a okay. fun one. I like it. Very, very solid. Mark! Yes. Ooh. Give us a pick. Okay. Uh... I'm going to go with one that's been on my list for a long time. Jake, you're going to be thrilled. Am it's a zombie I? movie. God damn it. You are the zombie guy. <laughs> he is a zombie guy. We're going to watch the the more modern remake, the Mackay Pfeiffer, Ving Rhames, Dawn of the Dead. I'm no Mackay Pfeiffer, Mark. It is a good pick, though. I fucking love this movie. Um, I... I kind of I was I was waffling between the 2004 one, which is the one we're watching, and the original one. Ultimately, the one that I am most fond of, probably just because I grew up with it more, is the 2004 for, the 2004 version. So here's what's gonna happen: we're gonna watch the newer one. I'm probably also gonna watch the original and then just provide some contrasts and comparisons. Yeah, I'm going I'm to be upset with you when I watch this. Full disclosure, Mark. On my it's list. It's a good movie, man. I like this one a lot. I had Dawn of the Dead on my list. The new one? The, no. 
Well, pick the old one. And let's... No, we're not watching. No, I'm not going ah! to pick it now. Mark okay. fucking blocked me. Well, yeah. Jake, uh, you're going to go last then. I'll, I'll take Get another blocked. one of your picks here. I'll take one of your backups. Okay. I want to pick a little flick here, a foreign film. Oh, God. Foreign film. I think it's Turkish. Not 100% sure about that. <laughs> Vaguely I watch, European. I want to watch the movie Baskin. Okay. And I think it's from like 2015-ish. Question mark. Question yeah, mark, very question unclear. Mark, this movie that you've it, seen, and yet you don't know anything about it. Has a, I know about it. I just don't know what year <laughs> or country it's from. It's Turkish. Okay. It has a if I if I'm remembering correctly, it has a pretty long release schedule. One of those ones that sort of floated around a while before being officially released. The reason I know this came out in 2016 is that this is one of the like second or third months we ever did HRR. Oh, this okay. Was, this was one of the first movies we covered. I I specifically remember the first month we did it was Emily, Amelie, whatever the name of that movie was, E M E L I E, that's now available on like Netflix or whatever. I haven't watched it yet, but uh, Baskin was another one of those ones that came out either the first or second month, and I remember thinking at the time like, yeah, this would, looks pretty good, and it's been lingering out there. Still haven't seen it. Yeah, well, we got to check it out will. now. Jake, hmm. was that one of your picks? Heavens no. Oh my no. How about we go with a really recent one? Ooh. That I think is super interesting and worth talking about and does not get enough discussion out there. Okay. How about one of those? I mean very recent and needs more discussion. Gerald's game. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Stephen King. I've wanted to revisit this one and I don't know why, because when I first watched it, I was like, okay. And step away slowly. I like this because this is uh, on, this was on my list of things to watch anyway. So. Okay, well, this helps you out, huh? Uh, this this one has stuck with me in a weird way, so I want to see how it's going to hit me a second time. I 100% agree. I like also, it. Also, 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 Mike Flanagan. Yeah. That's probably why it stuck with me, huh? <laughs> yep, that's exactly why it stuck with you. Guy's a master of horror. Turns out that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, weird. It's weird when you watch competent people do their thing. All right, boys, I think uh, we're going to throw a couple of patron picks in here right now. Okay. Look, we have uh, we have two patrons who suggested a couple of movies each, a few movies each, uh, and they overlapped oh, God. on a couple of them. Okay, nice. Yeah, they overlapped on a few of them. So the first one I'll say, this was suggested by both uh, patron John and patron Jennifer, so thank okay. you both. That's awesome. Lake Mungo. Yeah, this is one of the first movies we reviewed. Yeah, on the site, but, but we didn't have way a podcast before yet. the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one falls into the category of does not get discussed. I mean, it's weird because it gets discussed as like a movie that doesn't get discussed enough. <laughs> so let's continue that trend. Yeah, let's exactly. Discuss it because it doesn't get discussed enough. Either way, this is one I do like to revisit every so often, and I haven't seen it in a few years. I mean, I've seen it twice, and. I, I I'm not really looking forward to seeing it again. <laughs> once you know the trick of it, anyway, we'll we'll talk That's all the not way about why. all that. That's not why. It's okay. not about once you know the trick. Uh, it's this movie tinnitus, fucks it's me the up. in the movie. No, this movie <laughs> fucks me up, man. This movie. That's makes... the thing you're not remembering. There's just a high pitched whine for yeah. the entire thing. This movie is one of those where I don't turn the lights out for a day or two. Oh hell yeah! Okay, I, I cannot. Awesome. I, this is such a weird one. We'll yeah. we'll attribute that one to Jennifer. So Jennifer, thank okay. you very much. We appreciate it though. John did suggest it too. But look, now it's John's turn. Uh oh, and John's pick. It's another one. I think we did review before we had a podcast. They're probably next to each other. Yeah, they're back. probably back to back. This is one of the all-time classic horror movies of all time. Of all all-time classics of all of time. All time. You say? Yeah. Holy shit! Not just the one of the all-time classics of now. Okay. Okay. Jaws. 
We're yeah. going with fucking Jaws. John, thank you for picking Jaws. My mom's favorite horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. She has good taste. Uh, like the the, the first only problem is I'm gonna have horror. to get some Gansett shipped in. The first blockbuster horror, right? Damn near it. I don't know. Uh, Ask me that question. I think that would depend wildly on how you define it. Psycho came well before this, yeah. and that but Psycho was absolutely theaters. not a blockbuster like summer horror movie. Well, that's because this this movie Jaws literally invented the summer horror movie. That's what that's I'm what saying. saying. That's exactly okay, fine. Fine. God. Fine. Then yes. There you go. Then yes, it is that. Uh, my dad and I alternate keychains sometimes. He's got a like an Amityville in from Jaws uh, keychain. Not Amityville. That, what's that? Not Amityville. Uh, Amity, Amity Island. I, Amity Island. Thank okay. you. Uh, and I've got a I've got a Cheers one, and we alternate sometimes. My yes. dad and I are cool. You're <laughs> super warm. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, thank you both, John and Jennifer. Great picks all around. Mark. Yes. Your pick, brother. Okay. Um, It's been a long time since we've discussed John Cusack on this podcast. Has it? (laughs) It's been a while. I I remember we had a a bet on air a long time ago about whether or not Jake had ever seen a John Cusack movie. Uh, absurd what, absurd bet yeah, we, it was very strange take on his part we found one that he had seen immediately um, <laughs> i don't know i still case, don't know if i've ever seen one con air yeah no what you i'm f- kidding of course that was the one that did it the first time mark okay okay i'm just i'm just checking it's the whole have- joke god <laughs> yes and it's a joke <laughs> god that's the joke that jpeg any hoozles we are gonna watch identity Starring John Cusack. Ray I don't Leo know anything about this one. I am not happy about this pick, but okay. I, I look. I'm, I'm happy to revisit. it. I always have fun with these ones that I have a very bad memory of. Mark, yeah. and Mark always picks those. But I have a very bad memory of this movie. Full disclosure. Oh, I've, I've got a beeline to most of the bad memories in Jack's like, <laughs> high school life. Is this movie funny? No. No. Okay. So we God don't no. Any, I'm just checking. We don't have any funny God, things. No. <laughs> I mean, there's like the wry charm of John no, Cusack. No, God, no. Okay, go. <laughs> All right, I've got a couple others on my list here, but here's what I'm going with. Yeah? This one is mainstream, triple-A horror we haven't reviewed yet. Uh, Supernatural. Uh, spawned a franchise. Uh-oh, uh, where are we going? I know where we're going. We're going Insidious. Yeah. That just came. Ah, that was that was. Lit- I was Sophie's choicing it between Insidious and uh, Identity. Nice, because those are two movies that people frequently choose between. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, they both start with I. I. Yeah. <laughs> Good pick, man. I'm really glad that we're watching that. Yeah, I've me too. To, I've been wanting to talk about that for a long time with you guys. Good. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's an example of a good pick. Mark. I mean, there, we have a lot of examples of good picks. <laughs> yeah, they I just agree. don't come from Mark. I agree. Jake, yeah. uh, do you want the? I'm going to say four things and say the f- one oh that you God. want the Well, hold of. on. Bear this in mind. Yeah. This is the last A to Z Horror official yeah. member pick. We I'm got let you guys two help. Patreon picks yeah. at the end. Two or one? Two. Two. Dosmas. So if that changes your doesn't, thinking. Okay. Doesn't. Doesn't. Doesn't change anything. I'm going to give you four things. Pick the thing that you think is most what you Third. want. Third. Okay. Oh, <laughs> wait. You're going to say them first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Foreign. Comedy. You had to think about that one. Supernatural monster. Comedy. Mark. Monster. 
Perfect. You picked the comedy monster movie. We're going to watch Tremors. What was this system that you had where you had four things, two of which applied to some of them? I, oh, my. We're going to talk there about this was a, There was a this really good insane. chance that one of you is going to pick one that applied to one movie and one was going to pick one that applied to the other, and I was just going to pick. But you, you, <laughs> picked the, you picked the comedy, and he picked monster, and it was Tremors. Your mind is a baffling what was the, place. What was the foreign supernatural one? Pulse. Oh shit! I really want to. Watch. Can you pick that one instead? No, nope. fuck no. no. I already no. picked Tremors. Tremors, Tremors is Tremors. actually great. I'm I already Tremors picked Tremors. Rules. It's on Netflix now. Yeah. Okay. Wait, is it? No. Eh. It's on Tremors or Oop. It's on Netflix or Amazon. I don't know. It's somewhere now. All right, boys. Next up is a pick from Patreon member Ty, friend of the show. Ty, Ty, thank you very much for this pick. We appreciate it. Ty has picked a movie that is just out this month as we oh, record God. this. Oh my God! Yeah, it's gonna be one hard we to were find all excited for. Uh, one we were all excited for. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be hard to find. I think it's all. It was. It came out VOD. Great. VFW. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Sweet. Right. Re- like, I love it, man. See, we gotta see some of these right movie. when they, you gotta strike while the iron's hot. Sometimes, so I appreciate it. Absolutely. The problem is with the iron hot is this is like I don't know when we're gonna watch this. It could be fucking. Yeah, we're gonna watch this in like May, but God, cool. I mean, who knows? We shift around the schedule a lot, but either way. We appreciate the pick, Ty. Thank you very much. I like it. That's going to be an exciting one. Now, boys, our last pick is from Patreon member Larry. Fans of the show will know Larry is the guy who famously... Picked American movie? Well, first he tried to pick a movie that was nine hours long, and we said, fuck yourself. <laughs> then he picked a movie that is in no way, shape, or form a horror movie, an American movie. <laughs> that we did oblige him and watch. Yeah, so this time, look, it, we when we did the, the, the request, we said it should go without saying, but we'd like it to be under three hours and horror. And uh, <laughs> you know what? to be germane to the podcast that we do. Yeah, exactly. If it could be at least a little relevant. But you know what? He came through this time. He picked a movie. It's an erotica movie from the 1960s. <laughs> so you know what? I'm in. <laughs> Mark, what is Mark erotica is in the 60s? I don't know, but we're going to find the it's fuck out. It's got a lot out. of bush involved. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> so much bush for you? <laughs> Larry. So much bush and edging. It's just all bush and edging. Larry picked a movie from 1965 <laughs> called Orgy of the Dead. I bet there's not even an orgy. He's just fucking with you. No, it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's just the dead. <laughs> yeah. It's listed on IMDb as erotica. Have we confirmed, real quick, have we confirmed that this is available to Eh, watch? I'll I'll buy y'all DVDs if it isn't. You know what? Larry did a good enough job here. He's he's really... uh, Full disclosure, he did first try to pick Milo and Otis, and I said, fuck yourself again. Wow. Uh, So... So... You Here know, we go. But it's pretty good. Orgy so, of the Dead or Orgy of the Damned? Orgy of the Dead, 1965. Okay. Can't wait. It's a hell of a list. I I mean. <laughs> Try to find a more diverse list of horror flicks than that. <laughs> it's hard to end on Orgy of the Dead. That's a, <laughs> it's a tough ask. It's not a movie I've ever heard of before. <laughs> we should have put that one first. That's the That's the way to seed the audience, you know? Yeah, well. Let's get the hell out of here. We got to get the hell out of here. Oh, my God. This is two and a half hours long. This has been episode 173 of the A to Z Whorecast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z Whore.com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those links are all right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you like what we got going on, you're still here hanging out with us this deep into an episode. 
you might want to consider becoming a Patreon member. Maybe you could even get, you know, one of these more movies of your choice picked for us to review. You can do that. It's there. One of the choices you can make. It's all great. Hey, though, if that's not what you're into, it's fine, too. We're just happy you're still here hanging out with us, and thank you very much for still being here and being a listener. As always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are kicking it right off this new crop of horror movies with one of those Patreon member selections. It's coming at us from Leslie. It's Boo. We're going to check it out next week. Can't wait to see what the hell that's about. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch more movies. Have a great weekend. God damn it, Mark. Your brain farts are fucking contagious. <laughs>